Hello and welcome to the Wingnet Travel Podcast with me, James Hammond. Personally, I have been to 50 countries. I've met so many people in my travels that I want to bring them on this podcast and get their story on record. I have plenty of tips and stories to share with you as well. Are you a backpacker or a traveller or gap year student or simply someone who loves to travel? Then this is the podcast for you. Throughout the weeks and months, you'll get many guests and solo episodes where I try to cover all range of subjects within travel. This is a casual and informative travel podcast to inspire you to travel in the future. Hope you enjoy the podcast. Thanks for listening and supporting this. And I'll see you soon. Cheers, James. Hello and welcome to episode 58, Travelling with the Whiskey 7 Project. The Whiskey 7 boys, Stephen and Howard, are great fun. Lots of funny stories in this one. And they travelled around, I think, around 20 countries between them. And we cover Europe, a bit of Middle East, uh, Central America too and a lot of US travel. They do a lot of road trips in the US together. So they've got some funny stories and we cover a lot of states. They've actually been to every state between them bar one. I think that's Alaska's last one. So they've traveled extensively in their home country of the US and they have some very funny stories. So you're going to love this one. Episode 57 was great. Scott backpacking Middle East and Egypt was brilliant. A lot of tips in there, some funny stories, some near-death experiences. Um, I hope you enjoyed that one too. I think going forward, Scott will come back and tell us more about his travels in other parts of the world. And uh, I'll keep you posted on that. Also, don't forget, we've got another week to go for my February and March fundraising for Ukrainian families. So you can buy any of my merchandise and all the commission I make for February and March goes to those children in need. And I think that's it for this week. Uh, we've got guests right up until May now. So we're really cracking on. Got a few announcements coming in April, so keep an eye on my social media. Again, you can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and or TikTok. And if you want to reach out to me, you can email me at jameshammondtravel at gmail.com. Have a good one. Stay safe. Be inspired. And I'll catch you soon. Cheers. Let's get into the episode. Hello and welcome to the Winging It Travel podcast. And today I'm joined by Howard and Stephen from the Whiskey 7 Project. Howard and Stephen have travelled the world and USA extensively between them. And they are here to talk about some of those experiences today. And we're also going to hear some details about their own podcast, which is awesome, by the way. So welcome to the show, guys. How are you doing? I'm great. Thanks for having us, James. I really appreciate being here. Yeah, off doing great. Thanks, man. So where are you both based currently? Tell us, tell the listeners where you are. You know, we're, we're in Georgia, uh, you know, right in the Atlanta metro area. So, uh... You know, it's kind of, uh, you know, uh, well, that's it. You know, we're in Georgia, <laughs> you know, uh, not much to say about it, really. Um, so, you know, when, when you live in a place, you know it so well. But for anybody that, that doesn't isn't that familiar with the geography. So Georgia is a, a southern state in the southeast of the United States. Florida, uh, I think just about everybody knows where Florida is. Yeah. Uh, so we're the next state north of Florida. Yeah, the deep south, as it were. OK. And I've got a question here. Of what is the best thing about Atlanta and Georgia as a whole? But well, Stephen might have summed up already. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm gonna, so we call St- Stephen's nickname is Nugget or Nug. So I'll, I'm going to let Nug handle that because he actually lives in the city. I'm, I'm on the outskirts, but he's in the city. So Atlanta is great if, you know, it's not quite like, you know, pre-pandemic New York. But at the same time, if you want Korean barbecue at 4 a.m., you're probably going to find it. You 100% know? off of Howell yeah. Road. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, Uber, everything, scooters. Whatever, whatever you need to get somewhere and to get something, you can generally find it, uh, you know, whether you want it or not. Uh, but it's a lot of cool people. It's um, it's not super packed. You know, it's kind of more of a sprawling city, you know, as opposed to a, a tall city. 
Um, granted, you get up north into Buckhead and, uh, you know, you, you can find the big skyscrapers. But for the most part, um, it's more spread out. It's, you know, it, it's, it's a beautiful city. Uh, for the most part, people are, you know, super cool. Uh, it's an international city. So you're going to meet people from all over. And no one nowadays is like, quote, from Atlanta or from Georgia. Right. Everyone right. is coming here. It's just a dynamic, growing city. Uh, businesses come here. It's uh, There's a lot of film industry. I mean, you'll see cats. I'll never forget the time, you know, we uh, ran into Jack Black at a place oh. called Fox Brothers. And yeah. uh, my buddy's wife, like, he comes in. He's like, he's obviously, it's him. You can tell it's him. But he's holding, like, a, a menu trying to block his face. And it's like... <laughs> Look at Jack Black trying to be all incognito. So my friend's wife, she's Cajun and does not, she gives less than zero fucks. She just doesn't <laughs> care. So she goes up and starts talking with them. And she kind of, she used to be a, a professional dancer on the Britney Spears world tour, or whatever. She's a backup dancer. Wow. So they, she started talking and somehow they made the connection like, oh, uh, you know, where he's like, oh, so you're kind of a celebrity or you know kind of whatever anyway she's with them for like 30 minutes we're all eating oh no she's hanging out with jack black getting <laughs> pictures and bullshit and comes back and it's like what megan where, where are you and she's like you know we're like besties now I'm like okay okay yeah but because <laughs> she she, <laughs> soon, she soon left you didn't she God. the oh, moment oh, she yeah, was yeah, in yeah, gone yeah no yeah, my buddy's like well my i guess my wife is with jack black now i don't know i don't know what's going <laughs> <laughs> but a super cool guy, super nice. But that's the thing. There's no telling what you're going to run into down here. Um, yeah, it's all, uh, it's, it's a mixed bag, man. I mean, you yeah. know, Atlanta, Hartsfield Airport, or what is it now? Hartsfield Jackson International Airport. It's the busiest airport yeah. in the country, or the world, rather. In the world, so, yeah. Yeah, it, so, you know, we've got a lot of things coming in and going out of here. Yeah, there's, there's not too much that you could think of that you're not going to be able to find within, you know, an hour's drive from here. Okay, yeah, I, I just shamelessly know about two or three things about Atlanta. One is Coca-Cola. Yeah. Two is the Atlanta Hawks. Seems to be maybe more basketball focused, I guess. And being their basketball team, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and obviously the, the, the busiest airport in the world. That's the, yeah, that is the three things that I would know. Yeah, it's a cool town. Um, you know, I've I've been here a, a long time and watched it grow. And um as Steven said, you know, uh it's not as packed as, as some other places I've been, but it's get it's getting there. Um, mm-hmm. you know, tra- traffic is an issue here because it's not a grid city, right? So oh, um, oh, okay. no, not, not even a little bit. Uh, oh, wow. I didn't know there, there is, there ain't a straight line in town, brother. Oh, so, it's like home. It's like, yeah. it's like UK. But yeah. there are, but, but there are 10 or 20 peach trees, peach tree streets, peach tree roads. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, you You'll never get lost. You'll always know you are. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Peach street. <laughs> yeah. Don't let someone tell you, I'll oh, just go hit peach tree and then take a right. Hold up, son. There's so many peach tree streets in Atlanta and peach tree road and Boulevard and Avenue. Uh-uh. So don't, don't fall for that trap. Okay. That's a good tip. That's a good, good early tip. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. Before we start the travel section, what are you guys drinking? I know you love your beer, so or whiskey, oh, yeah. should I say? What are you drinking today? I'll start. Uh, so I am uh, I'm a bit of a Scotch man, and uh, tonight I am drinking the Shackleton Blended Malt Scotch Whiskey, and it's based on an antique blend of McKinley's, which is a rare old Highland malt whiskey that Ernest Shackleton, Sir Ernest Shackleton, took with him on his British Antarctic expedition. Bit of a uh, bit of a Shackleton nut. Uh, so yeah, I'm drinking the Shackletons in, in honor of, of, of you, James. Thank you. Really appreciate that. Steve, what are you drinking? I'm drinking the Lagavulin 16. There's no need it just it is it is you know it is iconic it's just a wonderful scotch and i'm drinking it in honor of that's what i saw and it looked really good 
So I poured a glass. But you're drinking it in honor of Ron Swanson. It's the I think it's the official scotch of Ron Swanson, isn't it? Is he Canadian? No, oh, okay, whatever. Well, hell, never mind then. All right. <laughs> I'm preaching, you know. Okay. So anybody great. that doesn't know who Ron Swanson is, hope they're Googling him right now. Yeah, they will be. Yeah. I think I'll be doing it afterwards as well. I'm not too clued up. We're here to learn. Yeah, absolutely. That's what it's all about. I think we're going to learn quite a few things from you guys today. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. So you both extensively have traveled US, I'd imagine. You do a lot of trips together. So yeah, start... Between us both, we've been to every state. Every state? Oh, wow. That's a great Between fact. us both. I, I, I've been to 38. Stephen, I don't know how many. I don't know how many I've been to. Uh, a lot. I think I've been to... No, I take it back. I've been to every state except for Alaska. Yeah, so we've been to... We've been, well, and I haven't been to Alaska either. So yeah, we uh, haven't been to all Oh, 49. Yeah. The last frontier, Alaska. Nurse, Be- Nurse Betty has been to all fifty. Anybody that listens to our to, our, to that's us. right, Nurse Betty. She she gets around. <laughs> <laughs> See what I did there? Yeah. See what I did there? <laughs> so this might be difficult to start with. What is some of your favorite states that you like traveling to? What's on your go to list normally? Uh, my favorite states to travel to. Well, okay, you know I go. I'll say Virginia because that's where I was, you know, born and raised. Okay. Both my brother and sister lived there, so. Virginia is always near and dear. I still have a lot of friends up there. Uh, it's a beautiful state. It's a lot like Georgia, you know, like um, the way it looks, kind of rolling hills is she, you know. Um, so when I, and I came here from Virginia, so there wasn't much of a, it was a little bit warmer, but that's about it. It was, other than that, it was about the same for me. Um, Virginia's always good, but it's, it's more because of my family, you know, and because of like, I, you know, I go, oh, I, I remember that place. And that's a cool place right there. Um, but as far as just awesomeness goes. Um, I've got a question about Virginia quickly. Yeah. Norfolk, the place, is obviously related to where I'm from. You might not know that because I'm from Norfolk in the UK. So I guess there's a connection there between the old school and the new new Norfolk, right? I, oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess when we when we came over here, we were like, what are we going to name it? Well, we're all from Norfolk, so let's just call this Norfolk. You know? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. But yeah, Norfolk's a beautiful, it's a big, uh, like a, a shipping town, you know, there's Navy there and shipbuilding and stuff. Well, I've only been there a couple of times, but it's a big, you know, city, has some friends, go to school right around there, college around there. Yeah. And uh, uh, Norfolk's a cool place. Um, but I, I was up in Northern Virginia, so it was more, uh, you know, right outside of DC. I grew up, my father worked for the government. So, you know, every, you know, in Northern Virginia, everybody works for the government in one capacity or another. So, right, got it. But as far as the coolest place, I probably would say Washington State because, you know, outside of the rain, which, you know, eh, yeah, whatever, it's annoying. used to, yeah, it gets annoying. You know, when it's like February, you realize, wow, it's been rainy, misty since November, you know, steady on. But if there's any break in the weather, uh, you know, everyone just like everyone calls in sick or whatever, and they're out doing stuff. They're biking, they're hiking, they're running They're, You know, it's a very outside centric area uh, or, 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 or state. And there's so much to do hunting, fishing, sailing, boating, whatever you can imagine. Um, but also because everyone is, has all that, you're kind of trapped in a lot or not trapped in, but if it's raining, like who wants to go out and mess around with that? So there's so much inside sort of culture. Uh, with with a lot of clubs like reading, you know, book clubs and a lot of places, things to do inside. Of course, a lot of concerts. What do you know about them. reading? Well, I I do the colors. Of the colors are pretty, you know. And actually, actually, you probably have the most extensive. Stephen's quite well read. Oh, there you go. You know, so why don't you shut it? But, uh, 
but but there's I guess like a, a big inside culture if that makes any sense yeah. you know and and you know a lot of people posit that that's how you know grunge got started you know because it was like so much inside in the, in the garage right that exactly. garage yeah. yeah get your bands going but I mean whatever but I, I I really like Washington State you know a lot of people are like oh it's Portland's you know poorer cousin whatever I'm like well whatever uh, I like it you know I like the state it's uh. Uh, I, I, you know, I'm I like most of the people there. They're just regular, solid Americans, you know. And mm. uh, I always enjoy traveling there. And a couple of my, you know, my guys I grew up with live out there. So yeah. uh, Chris and Brian and they're freaking brothers, and they're oh, crazy. They are, they are, they are crazy. They're crazy, but it's the good kind of crazy, you know. Like you get around them and you're like, Whew, oh, these boys. I'm already. I mean, not me, but I can see other people. Get, they push boundaries. Because they are, they're like wild animals. So. <laughs> they, like, cool. they, yeah, they, they live yeah, in Washington cool. State. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just the American West in in general. You know, I love Idaho. I love Montana. So for me, uh, my favorite place in in the U.S. is, without a doubt, the state of Wyoming. Um, to me, the most beautiful place on the planet. It's it's very desolate in certain places, but you have you've got the whole gamut. You got mountains. You got high desert. You got plains. You got um, rivers, lakes. Uh, you got everything there, um, and it's just a gigantic place. But I, I like the American West no matter what. You know, North Colorado, I, I love. Uh, Wyoming, again, is, is my favorite. Montana's great. Western Montana. Um, Idaho, the Pacific Northwest, Oregon, Washington. That, that whole area of the country is, is where I'm the most at home. And for Wyoming, just uh, it's a very unusual state put up that I've heard from on my podcast so far. If someone was planning to do a trip there, what would you – actually do what's the like the top things that people would actually go and do there that's a great question um i'll, I'll kind of lead that off but nug can can join in because he and i were just there last may um but so i, I go out fairly often and what i would recommend to anybody that wants to visit wyoming would be to fly into denver colorado and rent a car and then drive up it's not it's not far from from denver to, to the state line and i would work from uh from south east to northwest and i would go to um you could stay in uh the first place i would go is um cheyenne um uh, which is in the southeast kind of area mm-hmm. um pretty cool little town pretty windy yeah it's very windy there you could use a chain for a windsock there yeah um then <laughs> from there i would go uh to the west to a little town called centennial and um that has got uh medicine bow national forest some of the most beautiful scenery in this country uh-huh, yeah yeah um from there you can go up to uh laramie um, and Casper, and then cut over to the west and go to um, Shoshone and Thermopolis, which is um, a pretty cool place. The uh, there's some hot springs there. You can get in the hot springs there in Thermopolis, nice. and then uh, work your way over towards um, Du Bois and uh, Jackson Hole. And for my money, the most beautiful place on earth is Grand Teton uh, National Park. Okay. Um, I could spend a year there and and never get tired of it. And then I would work my way north up to uh, Yellowstone. Yeah, um, classic. Got it. Got to stay in uh, in uh, Cody. Cody, Wyoming is a is a phenomenal town. I will be retiring to Cody. Then go over to Yellowstone, and then work your way up to uh, Southwest Montana, and fly home from uh, either maybe Billings or uh, or Butte. That's that's how I would do it, and I would take no less than uh, twelve days or fourteen days to do that trip. That sounds a bit of an epic road trip. That sounds awesome. It, it, it is. It's about. It ends up being a. If you do it that way, it ends up being a little over two thousand miles. Nice. Yeah. That is something I've just not even considered. So that's, I'm going to do a bit of research on that. Yellowstone's obviously a famous one. So that's good that um, people have got a reference point there that they finished there. But 
Steve, right. like I said, we were just there um, in uh, in May. Steve and I went out together. What, what would you say, Nug? I mean, Yellowstone's awesome. I mean, the you know, everyone knows, you know, that these are wild animals and stuff. But I think people... Except that one guy. Yeah, these fucking idiots, man. You know, like, I'm you're sitting and watching, and it's like this, it's a freaking wild cow with a hump and horns, you know? And it's like, and they run fast as hell, you know, bro, watch Dancing Wolves, you know? But at the same time, these bison, you, you know, everyone knows the score. Yet there's always some gay who, you know, that wants to get out of his car. Like, I'll never forget, we're sitting there. So Howard and I are yeah, sitting there, and, and we're in a car, and it's suburban. It's giant. And, uh, you know, we, we are stopped because there's bison all over the road. And a freaking, uh, you know, we're looking at these bison, and all of a sudden it's like, yo, there's a, there's a dude right there. And he's like 15 feet from a whole bunch of bison and there's bison between us and him. And he got out of his car and like what somehow got over there, you know, they're looking at him and he's taking pictures and I'm straight up going, please attack oh. this idiot. So I didn't <laughs> see it. I was sitting, yeah. Steve was driving. I didn't see it. I was sitting in the passenger seat. So I'm taking a picture of Steve driving with all these Buffalo or, or bison behind close, him. You know? yeah, they're, yeah. They're, I mean, you could, you could smell them. They're, they're right there. Yeah. They're and, like uh, five feet away. So he looks over and he goes, he goes, look at that dumb bitch. Look at that dumb bitch. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, what? I don't see it. And then I see it. And so I'm like, I start whispering. I'm, I'm laughing like a fucking hyena. And I'm like, oh, honk the horn. Because <laughs> oh, <dude. laughs> I'm totally not going to get out and help this guy if he gets mauled. I'm, yeah, but I'm totally no. going to video it. <laughs> yeah, That's of course. Social Darwinism. I'm like, you, there's signs, but there's also common sense. This isn't a cow, son. I mean, these things fight off wolves and crap, you know? So, yeah. What are you thinking? Of course, I'm just like, like, you're an idiot. You <laughs> suck, you know? And just like, get in your car, stupid, you know? Because I really don't care about him. I mean, you made your bed, but someone's got to go get this dude, you know? Yeah, we Whatever. have that similar thing here with bears, right? People get out of the cars and, and yeah. the, the guy who owned an Airbnb in the Yukon that we went to at Christmas, he in the Yukon, which is basically next to Alaska. There's bears in summer pretty much every day, like they're just living amongst you, right? He said, people just don't respect them. He said, I respect them. If they're in my way, I'll go out of my way just to avoid them, let them get on with their lives. And like, if I have to shoot one because they get aggressive, that's a real last resort. But like, some tourists just don't have a clue. And they'll stop on the Alaskan highway, just get out, try and take a photo. And these bears got cubs, you know? Like, what are these guys on? Just for photos yeah. to put on Instagram, right? Mental. But you see it every yeah. summer. And I'm not going to help you. No. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Bugger that. Yeah. I'm like, you're stupid. How do you not know? In fact, when we were there, a lady got in trouble. She got out of her car, or it was right before we got there, and was, I think, trying to take a picture of a grizzly bear with, and it had like oh. a couple of cubs or something. And the thing like charges her. And I think she like, it, it was, and then she like runs and gets away or something. But they ended up at Yellowstone. The people they ended up tracking her down because it was posted on social yep. media. Oh uh, yeah, he got in. He she got in a lot of trouble because yeah, they good. tell you don't mess with wildlife. Least of all, a freaking grizzly, grizzly. bear. <laughs> yeah. Like, are you stupid? You, the only thing you could do worse is like go to Africa and try and go pet a lion or something. Like, a what? <laughs> How dumb are you? And you know, have you, I'm sure you've seen that that meme of Michael Jackson. You know, from like Thriller, he's like eating popcorn. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bro, that is exactly how Howard and I. We were just like, yep. oh, please, <laughs> let, 
please, Lord, let this happen, and this will be a glorious day. But unfortunately, it didn't happen. But he wasn't the only one. There were other people. Like, yeah, yeah. They were emboldened, you know. They like it's like it's like the one dude. Whenever they call for like you know sharks, you know, on the beach, everyone gets out of the water, and there's always some dude who decides he's going to get out in the water and walk out, and you know, and, and the lifeguards are like, "Bro, get out of the water!" And the guy pretends like he, he's deaf and he just keeps walking out, and and I'm just watching it, going, "This could be one of the best days of my life." <laughs> I, I, you know, like this is it. You know, get this. This guy, these people are stupid. You have to know better. Or, or maybe, I, I don't know, maybe they're, they're like, I'm ready to go now. Screw it. Shark attack, I'll take it. You know? <laughs> I think anything more terrifying than grizzly bears is polar bears, right? But if you're going up to yeah. the Arctic Ice Circle or the Arctic Circle to get a polar bear to snap, then I think you deserve yeah. to be uh, to be mauled. Because those, like those guys don't hibernate. They stay, they stay awake all year. Yeah. And they're bigger than grizzlies. So, yeah, they're the ones that terrify me, me the most. But you won't find them in... Well, you will find in Canada, actually, if you go far north. But Yeah. Yeah. The last place that we went together was, um, uh, well, we, we did we did Wyoming. But before that, we did uh, Oregon, Oregon, Washington State in your country. Well, your, your adopted country, as it were. We went to uh, Victoria. Um, yeah. We took the boat over from uh, Port Angeles. Port Angeles, Washington, over to... Uh, oh, you can do that, can't you? Yeah. Oh, oh, we had yeah. a great time. We had a fantastic time. It was awesome. I will tell you this. They don't have alcohol on that ferry, so you have to smuggle your own. Yes, that is true. So if you're 100%. going on that ferry, and, and we, we're trying to get alcohol, and we're like, sorry. And then we watched everyone started breaking out alcohol yep. from all their, like, pockets and carry-ons. Wow. And I was like, look at this. So a little, little pro little, little tip. tip. Yeah, yeah. Love pro that. tip. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That, that, was a cool, that was a cool trip. You know, um, he's too modest to tell you, but uh, Nug's a little bit of a mountaineer, and he, he climbed oh, right yeah. here a couple of years back, and we had tried. We our aim was to go out there and do it, do it again. But it was so late in the season uh, that we didn't get a chance to. But we did. We did do pretty well on Mount Hood, didn't we? Yeah, we went as, as high up as you could go. Um, of course, we didn't have climbing passes or anything. And but also, I mean, it was in late summer. Yeah, it was really late in the year, so all the snow was super rotten, if not melt, you know, just gone. So there's mm. no way you would be climbing up that mountain unless it was like. There's no way it would just be super unsafe. So yeah, uh, we went as far as you could go without. We went up to the. Uh, we went up Cooper Spur. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, how and, high is that? Um, about eight thousand, a little under nine thousand feet, and Hood oh, yeah. is like I think yeah. it's like right at ten, yeah. maybe eleven, just shy of eleven. Yeah, I, I can't remember. Yeah, but but it was. I mean, it was it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it yeah, was fun, all right. Mountain Hood was cool. Yeah, Howard ended up torquing his. Um, is your hip or something? Or your fucking knee? hip, yeah. Was, oh, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that pretty, was awesome. Pretty, pretty. It was a lot of agony. <laughs> Down, they're like normal footprints, you know, because real sandy and yeah. like uh, like powder sand. It's like it's almost like a lunar landscape. Um, and on the way down, um, he was ahead of me, and then I caught up with him, kind of near the bottom when it flattened out. And uh, it was his, his footprints. Normally, it's, you know, you see people's foots like or feet like left, right, left, right. Okay, it was just like a left foot. And then a line of, of just drag line. That's foot, And I'm yeah. following this like, look at my so boy. I dislocated my hip at the, at the, where we stopped at the top and, uh, dislocated it. Or, yeah. It was, it was pretty, pretty fucking bad. And then, uh, start walking on it yeah. even harder, even harder. Yeah. yeah. So there's all kinds yeah. of switchbacks and shit going up. Right. Yeah. But going down, I was having none of it. So I was just going straight down. And so, uh, that that sucked. I kept trying to reduce it, and I just kept fucking it up even worse. And but how yeah, did just, you dislocate your hip? 
I, I, to this fucking day, I do not know. Wow. I, do, I stepped, stepped something, twerked something, whatever. I don't fucking know. Stepped in a hole, whatever. I don't know. All I know is when, when we got to, to the top, thank God we got to the top of Cooper's Spur because I would have been super pissed if I'd have had to go back like, you know, a third of the way or whatever yeah. and wait for those when, fucking humps to get back to the car. But um, yeah, it's, it's, part of the, it's just part of the magic of getting older. You yeah, know, indeed, your, yeah. your body but, decides, watch this. <laughs> it was all good, though, because was it the next day when we went down to Critter Lake? Very next. Yeah. And he was whining like a little bitch the whole time. <laughs> Had the whole back of the freaking truck. I'm talking the whole back. So he's back there like king in the castle, all the pillows and blankets and maps and shit, you know, and and it's in like this, uh, you know, GMC SUV. It was awesome. Really nice. Truck. Oh, I forgot about but, that. Yeah. Jobo. Uh, Jobo. Yeah. We called it Jobo and which is a really good truck. But we ended up going to Crater Lake the next day. Um, and I don't know how far that was. It was, a, I don't know, a few hours. So we drive down to Crater Lake, and it's like the deepest lake in America, supposedly. And mm. it's super mm-hmm. cold. So we're at the top. And it's, a, I think, a, a mile or two hike down. You know, yeah, it's, it's a mile, yeah. Fairly steep. So the other guy we were with, uh, Eric and I, were like, okay, we're going to stay up here. Or we're going down. And Howard's like, I'm going to stay here. And it's like, bro, come on. And he's like, well, if I, if I, if I'm going to make it, I'm, you know, I don't know. So we're like, well, we're going down. Uh, so we're down there and, and we're swimming and it is cold sun. I mean, uh, 54 like, degrees. Yeah. Yeah. You get Fahrenheit. in the water and your balls are like going all the way up inside. I mean, it yeah. is like, oh my Lord. But after, <laughs> you know, a couple of minutes, you're just used to it. And the water's crystal clear. You refreshing. can see it so far. Yes. It gets <laughs> super refreshing. And, you know, it just, I don't know if it's you getting numb or whatever, but it's just really cool. It's really good. So we've been there about a half hour and we happen to look up and the, the trail coming down is a long, open, steep trail. And I look up and we see old freaking Hobble McHobbles coming down the trail. And we were like, yeah. <laughs> so he's limping, freaking grunting and finally gets down. And we're like, bro, get in this water. So he, there's like this one little dock area. So he gets in the water and then, you know, tumbles in. And we spent, I don't know, a couple hours there, you know. Uh, we were in the water for like a half hour. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, I don't think you could really stay in it too long, but, you know, you get out, warm up a little bit, get back in, and we yeah. were diving. Of course, you know, taking pictures, messing around with the GoPro, you know, doing like action photos, you know, and uh, <laughs> it was it was cool. So on the way back up, we, we weren't thinking about anything. We just hiked back up and we, we, uh, we uh, started uh, talking with this one couple and they were hilarious. And uh, so we were just chatting the whole way back up. And this is crazy. Well, now, I know what you're going to say. Talking about yeah, that was his, on the way his, down. His doppelganger. Yeah. yeah. So our buddy Eric <clears throat> on the way down, he's wearing like, you know, like an orange vest, a big floppy brim hat, black one with like, I don't know, black shorts, black shoes and carrying a, um, some kind of a DJI, uh, you know, um, uh, action like a GoPro, but it's like God, some it's some crazy, but it snapped on his shirt mm-hmm. or his vest, and he's got all this gear. And we come around the corner and we see this woman, and it's like, wait a minute, what? And she, it's like they were twins, bro. <laughs> I mean, everything the same. The fucking hat, the shirt, the, the pants, the shoes, everything. The camera, the yeah. same camera. <laughs> and, and we were like, what is going on? So we took pictures, and it's the craziest thing you've ever like. It was like, do you know each other? And I don't, and she was, she was Asian. I don't think she'd speak English very well. In fact, I know she couldn't, but we were all trying and we were all just looking and pointing and laughing. You know, everyone's taking pictures like this is crazy. But, um, that has happened. Uh, what? 
like wants to us and it's really it's a it's a strange phenomenon because we're in france we're watching the euro 2016 which is a what you you guys call a soccer tournament i call it football but yeah <laughs> we, we're in france and Lons, and we're at this bar we're drinking beer just for the game first of all someone across the road looks like one of our mates like back home so he's kind of snapped and look at us and it's like like an exact replica of our mate back home and then in the same bar this woman walked in same as you Stephen. we're like hang on a minute this just looks like one of our mates here drinking like beer now and they got together and got a photo and just really <laughs> all happened about five ten minutes this is a bit of a strange it's a weird period of time isn't it and you've got two people who look exactly like your mates the funny thing about that crater thing was so i told the two of them i was like you guys just go down there if i'm not down there in an hour i'm not coming because i knew i knew i could get down right i was i was yeah pretty concerned that they were gonna end up having to pull my ass back up so uh anyway i was like fuck it you know what i'm just gonna go fucking if i gotta be pulled up then i'll just i'll have to buy them here for the rest of my life whatever what? so when doing? i get down there but i but i get in the water and we're swimming around and whatnot and i don't know something about that super cold water or whatever or just maybe swimming because i didn't feel it but whatever happened it like reduced on its own and i was i was right as rain for the rest of the trip it was great like it never even happened so we started calling it crater therapy it needs some crater therapy. <laughs> exactly it was the so magical weird. healing waters of crater yeah. lake yeah he got back in the in the car and we were driving and all of a sudden you're like whoa i just I could cry. I'm able to cross my leg. And we're like, so what? And he's like, well, I couldn't do that before. And it was like, oh my God. And he's like, holy crap. I don't have any pain. And it, and it was like, uh, you know, people talk about like, you know, go heal yourselves in the or purify yeah. yourself in yeah. the water of Lake Minnetonka. Okay. He purified himself in the waters of Lake, right <laughs> yeah. Lake. And, and I'm glad I did worked. because because it worked, Jack. We're fairly active and I was a little worried about it because, you know, I run a 5k like three days a week. So I was like, I can't fucking run. I can't walk. I can't do shit. So I wasn't, I wasn't happy, but yeah, it, everything worked out great. So, so I highly recommend the healing waters of Crater Lake. Crater Lake. That's not uh, a great tip. For your, for your people, your listeners that, that do come over to the States, I can't recommend enough. Just fly to a damn city, you know, it, yeah. whatever, pick your pleasure. If you're into the urban shit, then we've got it. If you're into the, yeah. to the outdoor stuff, you know, we've got that. So Come here, get a car, and then don't have a plan. Don't have a plan. Just mm -hmm. fly somewhere, get in a fucking car, and go, we're going that way. And you will find shit for days to keep you occupied. Yeah. And what Steve and I like to do is, is go to, like, have one city that's, like, our base of operations, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Like, like, on that trip, we, we used Portland um, as our base. So, we, yeah. we spent every night in Portland. But there were some mornings where we were on the road at, like, 3 a.m. and pulling back in. At like midnight, so just just trying to drive, you know, seven hundred fucking miles to go see something cool, and then and then book it back, and and yeah. we just have a blast doing that because you see so much of the country and you have amazing deep fucking. I mean, you solve all the world's problems none at a time in a car. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. oh yeah, yeah. Your country is so big with so so much diversity, and you guys love your cars, right? I think I said, yeah, you, you just jump in your car. 3 a.m. We're going to drive for nine hours where to the next place, right? So, so I think that that's I, I wouldn't say that that's unique to Americans, Stephen. Would oh, you? Know you? I I, th I think that's unique to us and like oh, and people okay. who think yeah. like us. Okay, because there is nothing that's going to stand in our way if if we've set a goal to go see or do something, right? Yeah. And the stupider yeah. it is, the the happier we are with it. So how yeah. do you plan it? Like I know, I know you plan the city to go to maybe as a base, but like do you have like a rough idea for the trip is it gonna be like a few hikes a few beers like what is the Steve. what's the rule 
So we might have a rough idea, like, okay, like generally speaking, a trip is going to, uh, a heavy influencer on the trip will be, you know, breweries or, um, or distilleries. So like, we'll just use Oregon trips since we've been talking about that. Uh, we, you know, we wanted to go to Rogue. We wanted to go to the coast. Yeah. Yeah. We were like, okay, Portland is going to be, it's a beer, beer city, you know, it's it's world, world famous for that, uh, beer and food. We're like, okay, so we want to go, but okay. So we know we're in Portland. Okay. So now let's map out. We want to go to Haystack Rock in Astoria. Okay. Boom. So there was a brewery there and, you know, then it was like, okay, we want to go to Crater Lake. Uh, we wanted to go maybe five different things and none of them are written in stone. Um, so we were like, okay, let's, we get there. Like day one is always the most like that sticks according to the plan. Cause you know, you're like, we go and we're still figuring out and we're like, you go and see the haystack rock and catch crabs on the beach and, you know, have a couple beers and whatnot. And then, you know, you're driving back or driving around going, well, what's that over there? Oh, we went what to the Tillamook that? cheese factory. That, was that, wasn't, so that wasn't on the plan. That was so <laughs> baller, I'm telling you. And it sounds so stupid, but if you get to Oregon, Jack, go to Tillamook because you are going to see, uh, first off, there's a beautiful woman there cutting cheese because uh, you can see the cheese coming on it's these. It's like I'm as big as your car. <laughs> bro, coming down these these freaking conveyor belts like Laverne, like like some 1950s you know, a similar line, but it's giant blocks of cheese. And I'm just like, dude, I'm going to buy that whole block of cheese. And they're cutting it and they got these machines and people, they're all like working. You're like, this is so cool. And then you can go and uh, eat it, you know, like, like test drive the cheese, you know, and get all the cheese crumbles and go to the cheese bar, man. I must have ate five, 10 pounds of cheese. There's, <laughs> it was so good. And the curds and, that wasn't on the agenda, right? So, so yeah, the no. Oregon trip, we we had a couple of things. We knew we were going to do Mount Hood. We knew that we were going to at least go to Rainier. We knew that we were going to check out St. Helens. Yeah, um, Mal- we knew Mal- we were going to go to Victoria, Multnomah Falls. All those yeah. things are relatively close. The mountains and, and the falls are relatively close. Yeah. And we knew we were going to go to Crater Lake. But that was, we drove, I don't know, 2,200 miles maybe on that trip, I guess. So, yeah. um, within those, those, those areas. But like one of the things that we had said we wanted to do was go out to Point Alavra, which is the westernmost point in the continental U.S. Mm-hmm. But we didn't end up making it happen because um, uh, just the timing didn't work out. It's it's a long story; it's not worth telling. But um, so you just kind of have to be open to you know, like Stephen said, have a loose framework. I would like to see these things, but if you're driving out to, I mean, if we were driving to Rainier, even though it was on the list, if we saw something cool or a fucking sign that said, you know. Yeah, meet fucking Bigfoot well, this way. We're gonna go check that, that out. <laughs> yeah. What was that? Mon- Monkey Cave, you know, Ape Cave, Ape Cave, Ape Cave. Yeah, yeah, at St. Helens. I've never that heard cool. of that. That, w- that wasn't on the list. Yeah, it was like Ape Cave. Okay, we're yeah, going there. I don't, I don't know what that's all about, but I gotta know. You know, it's got to be the best so, way to travel, right? It's got to be like just to have that flexibility to make make decisions on the day, right? And if you've got a car, um, even better. I think you know so many people, and I can't speak for for other countries what what people go through. But I think in the, in the U.S. we're so driven by um, I mm. think we're so driven by our vocations and you know everything has to be regimented and you know I got to pay this bill on time and I got to do this and yeah. I got to do that and I got to get the kids to school and everything else. When 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 we travel, at least for Stephen and I, it's very refreshing just to completely divorce yourself from all that shit. And it's like, hey, I'm I'm fucking taking it as it comes, man. And I have a, a, a yeah. general idea of kind of what I'm going to go that way. And whatever I see that's cool, I'm going to fucking stop. Love that. Yeah. Absolutely love it. Hey. 
And do you have do you camp on these trips, or do you try and pick accommodation as you go? So we, Steve and I, do like to camp, but we yeah. generally don't do it on on these trips. That's not the purpose. Okay. Right? Unless yeah, unless that's the plan. Uh, like yeah, next right, month, right. we're going on a camping trip and we're driving to go do it. But um, generally speaking, well, it just depends on on the nature of the trip. You know. Yeah. Uh, it's it's so far. It's generally been we're either going on a camping trip, you know, hiking, backpacking, or we're going on a, you know, uh, bar the door, Katie, because we are driving our ass off. Yeah, our, our trips tend to be about covering ground and seeing as much as we possibly fucking can in the time that we've allotted. Like, like you said, next month we are going backpacking deliberately, you know, hiking and camping for several days up in northern Alabama, northwest Georgia. I think you said this before. What's your mantra? You have like a special phrase for your type of travel right you're getting quick or something oh, right? like like speed traveling yeah speed you know, traveling like, right yeah it's like speed yeah, dating yeah. but you know yeah. we're, we're dating all the states yeah, <laughs> yeah you, so you, like, you literally don't fuck about you get in see it yeah. do it and don't oh, waste well, time basically yeah so so that's that's my thing i think i told you you know um the the signs that they have like that tell you about what the place is but yeah. that you're looking at like oh you know jeremiah johnson shot a bear in this cave or whatever I generally don't read those things. I usually snap a picture of it and then we're, we're off to whatever the next thing that we find is. Yeah. And what I like to do is at the end of the day, cause I like to drink, um, <laughs> you know, I'm, we're, si- we're sitting around the hotel room or at the bar or whatever. And then I'm scrolling through my phone and then I'll read those things as I'm drinking at the end of the night. Yeah. And it, it's, it's only happened to me twice where I was like, Oh fuck, man. I wish I'd have known that when I was there, <laughs> yeah. you know, it, but it's never, like I said, only those two times. Uh, that that I was like, oh shit! I wish I'd have known that. It's never cheap in my experience not to have known it then. You know, I, I, I was still there. I guess is what I'm saying. Do you want to finish on anything for the US before we move on to international travel? Okay, I'm good. You're good. That's good. So international travel. Where are anyone can go first here? Where are some of the places that you'd love going to or you have been to already? Go ahead, Howard. Probably top of the list of the places that I've been that I really enjoyed was was Israel. Um, the Middle East is is an amazing place. Yeah. Um, I really, I was in Israel for a little over two weeks, almost three weeks. The, the people there were amazing and, and reaffirmed in me the understanding that people all over the world are the same, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, anyone who hasn't been living in a, in a fucking box buried in the sand for the last 40 years knows that there's been a lot of conflict in that area of the world. What? But the people that I met, you know, I met, I met Arabs, I met Jews, I met Muslims, I met, I met Christians, I met all kinds of people there in, in, in Israel. And by and large, my experience, your mileage may vary, but my experience was average man, Joe and Jill on the street, did not fucking care about any of that shit. All yeah. they wanted to do was live a peaceful existence and have some degree of prosperity for their families. Exactly. And, and I think that that's true of, of any place in, in the world. Yeah. Yep. But the, the food was amazing. The scenery was stunning. The weather could not have possibly been better. I hate being hot, and I was really concerned about about going to the desert. But you know, it's it's uh, it's there's no humidity, right? Mm-hmm. So it was like 115 degrees Fahrenheit. So I don't know what's that like 50, 45, 50 degrees Celsius. I guess I I, I don't know. Yeah, but sounds about that. it was it was that's, it was it was toasty. Yeah. But uh, but I, I was not uncomfortable, and I hate being hot. So if you don't like being hot, I, I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't not go there because of that, because it really wasn't that big of a deal. Again, the food, the history, if you're a history buff, mm. it, you can't beat it. You cannot beat it. I mean, everything from the Romans to, you know, to present yeah. day, 
is right there. Just amazing, amazing stuff. If you're interested in 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 the conflicts, I mean, where the hell else? Apart of apart from you know some places in in the UK or or or, uh, or, or Europe, where are you going to go? We're on the ground. You can walk where where some crazy shit that you have immediate knowledge of has happened. Yeah. Um, so Israel was really high on my list um, for all those reasons. I love I love your homeland. I, I'm a I'm a Anglophile man. I love England. Yeah. I love Scotland. I had a, an amazing time the last time I was there. Um, I, I really enjoy going to Ireland and Northern Ireland. Um, I like those places. One of my greatest memories is is being um, the Giants Causeway. Right, Giants Causeway. It's, yeah, it's probably yeah. probably a pretty short touristy place, but it was super cool. And one of the things about that that I thought was neat and resonated with me was there's no like fences or uh, you know th- there was there was one guy he nope. wasn't like a cop or something. He was maybe a lifeguard or something like that. But those <laughs> rocks are slick, Jack. And I mean, you know, I asked the guy because you could walk right down there. You know, nobody's yeah. telling you no. Uh, and I asked the guy. I was like, hey, so how many people do you have a year that like, you know, crack their head open, fallen on one of these friggin' things? And he was like, you know, we get the odd sprained ankle, you know, a couple of times a day. It was like, like serious injuries. Maybe I think he said like 19 or 20 a year, maybe oh, okay. like serious, like, like somebody's really fucking hurt. Yeah. But I, and I thought that that was fantastic because generally speaking, outside of national parks in our country, you can't do that stuff. Someone right. is going to come and tell you get off the thing. Yeah, yeah. But there'll be a freaking railing or some yeah. shit, you know. Yeah. Which is Stone, like, Stonehenge used to be like that. So Stonehenge, oh, yeah. when, I, when I was little, Stonehenge, you could just walk around it, literally yeah. amongst the stone. But now fenced it off. Right. Like they're, they're obviously trying to preserve what? it now. Yeah, yeah. You can't, you can't go into it. You can just see it from a from afar now. You can't actually. Right. How in the fuck am I going to have my, you know, uh, my rituals? Yeah, your solstice rituals, right? That's <laughs> I'll give you all the fucking money in my pocket if you could tell me when the winter solstice is. <laughs> December seventeenth. Eat a dick. Close, close. Oh, the twenty first. Yeah, yeah. Very I knew close. it was sometime around there. Yeah. No, but like Scotland, I dig Scotland. I'm, a, I'm actually, uh, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go out on a limb here. I'm actually a member of the Royal Celtic Society, so I really enjoy going oh. over there. Yeah. Um, ahoy, paloy. Ahoy, yeah. paloy. <laughs> um, <laughs> The, uh, I'm, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that I'll get inducted into the, the Scottish Society of Antiquaries in. Uh, I think. I think they're meeting in April, I believe. So I'm hoping to get voted in then. But um, if anybody's listening, I would appreciate your support. Um, but yeah, I love going to Scotland. Um, my wife and I both have some Scottish ancestry, so we we enjoy yeah. um, going there. Uh, the best pizza that I ever had was in Scotland. Was no in- way. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I was going through my. I keep a travel log, right? And I was trying to remember the name of the place. You, so, you spent some time in the in the Central America. Yeah, I spent nice. a lot of time okay. in the yeah. you know in the Central America and Mexico, and uh, big fan uh, of that area of the world. Um, now, when I initially traveled there, I, I was with the U.S. military and uh, uh, you and the U.S. Army, and you know we were down there doing just you know I was in Panama, yeah, um, which is just a beautiful country, some of the most. At that time, I didn't know women could look like that. They were just so <laughs> beautiful and just so super nice. And the people were super nice. And it was just like, what? This is so cool. You know, uh, I just, I don't know what I was expecting, but I was not expecting the kindness and the the sincerity. And uh, it was just solid people. You know, I was like, man, this is really cool. This is completely not what I was expecting. And um, is that in Panama you're talking about there? Yes, because I, I, I met one person traveling from Panama and she was an air hostess, very mm-hmm. beautiful for Emirates, spoke like six languages. And I said to her, 
why do we not meet many more? I don't even know what they're called. Panamanians? Panamanians? Panamanian, yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. She goes, because we love our country. We love our people. We don't need to leave. I'm like, fair enough. Good answer. And that was it. Yeah. It is a beautiful country. Um, I'll tell you a funny story, though, one night. Uh, so we were, you know, we were doing army things and we were uh, uh, doing this patrol in the middle of the night. Uh, I can't think of the name of the jungle there, but um, at least the one we were in. But, you know, in, in, in the army, you have to be like five meters apart from the guy in front of you. You mm. know, if something explodes, you know, it only gets one guy. So, um, so it's at night in the jungle. You can't talk, you know, and this is a long time ago, you know, so there was not everyone had night vision. We only had like two or three people that had it. And you have these like glow on cat or so on cat eyes that glow that you have sun on the back of your hat. And it's super thick jungle. So there's hardly any ambient light. So all you're doing is basically, I, you know, I could have stumbled upon freaking Santa Claus and his reindeer and I wouldn't have seen him from a foot away. It's like, I can't see shit out of here. You know, I'm like 18 years old going, this is ridiculous. But okay, we're walking through the woods. Whoop did he do? And it is super thick, Jack. It's the jungle, you know? <laughs> so there's like, you get used to like stuff touching you and all over you. You're, you're, it's like you're walking through a perpetual, and you can't see. All I'm doing is trying to keep track of the cat eyes and the dude in front of me. And, and sometimes, you know, you get, you're like, oh, fuck, where'd he go? And then you have to stop and listen for footsteps. And then you like walk towards the footsteps and catch back up the patrol. It's like, man, this is some bullshit. But, uh, you know, but whatever, that was the job. So let's do it. But so again, there's like stuff touching you all the time, like leaves and stuff all over. And you're just exhausted. You are freaking exhausted, Jack. And no one's talking. And I'm like 18. No one gives a shit about me. They still don't. I know. I know. <laughs> but I don't give a fuck about them now. So, you know, it's, it's even, you know, <laughs> but, so at one point there was like leaves touching my face and I'm, you know, we stopped and I'm just like, kind of like soaking wet, you know, exhausted, just kind of watching the cat in front of me. And there's like leaves, leaves or limbs like on my face. And all of a sudden it kind of like, like touches my face and I feel it wrap around my head and it's it, the spider starts going down my body and it's so big and heavy it can, it's like, I could feel it like moving shit on me. Like as it's like my body and like <laughs> my, my web gear, whatever. And it gets, it goes down and then it like jumps off and goes running off. And of course, you know, have you ever seen that movie predator with Arnold Schwarzenegger? Long okay. So there's, <laughs> there's a scene where they all are like lined up and they're just blazing in the jungle yeah. trying to shoot the predator. Okay. That's what I wanted to do. I wanted to be like <laughs> fucking spider, you know, and just, just light it up. And I, and I was like, oh, shit. But I couldn't, you know? And so I'm just like, I'm sure my eyes are super wide. And I'm like, ooh, ooh. and I can't say like, hey, bro. You know, I can't say anything because they're trying to be sneaky. I'm like, what the fuck do I do? And, bro, I, I'm like ready to, to, to just burn this forest to the ground. <laughs> I hate spiders. Is that in the, um, is that in the Darwin Gap you're doing that training? You know, you, 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 know, know, the, you know the Darien Gap between Panama and I think it's Colombia. It's quite lawless. Yeah. It's quite a it, it, yeah, middle ground. There's no there's no road there at all. So you, uh, you know you went in there. I don't remember. I don't remember to tell you mm. the truth. I mean, it was a long <laughs> time ago. I, I fucking the rest of the night. Of course, I'm walking through the jungle, and uh, you know everything. Everything that touches me, I'm thinking is another fucking spider. <laughs> yeah. So I like was super amped, and I swear to God, I was like, when I got off the thing, I, I was like, okay, 
you hear about those people when they like wake up and their hair turns white because they got so scared. I was like, I fucking know it. My hair is going to be white as snow because this is bullshit. And, uh, you know, I got back. Everything was fine. But, but dude, that was so uncool. Uh, you know, well, Panama is your favorite place. It's a wonderful place, but fuck yeah. spiders, man. And of course, every, <laughs> my, my buddies knew that. So every time we went somewhere, you know, they would find a tarantula or some big ass fucking spider, some sort of scorpion and put it in my rucksack. So I'd go in to get something and everyone would be like, look like they're all <laughs> yeah. fucking six year old kids. And I'm like, what did you idiots do? So I dump it out and there'd be like four or five tarantulas in my rock. I'd be like, Oh my God. And I'm not really mad at the spiders because they're just being spiders, but I don't like the way they move. I have a yeah. question for you. Um, have, you mentioned the Darien Gap. Have you read um, Road Fever by uh, Tim Cahill? Right. I'm now going to write write that down. It's Road Fever. It's yeah. by Tim Cahill. And he it's a fantastic story. It's a true story. Yeah. Uh, I think it's set in like 89. And it's when the GMC, uh, the General Motors Corporation, when they released the, was the Sierra truck, I think. Anyway, this, him and this guy named Gary Sowerby, Sowersby, who owned a company called Odyssey International, I believe. Um, they they were contacted by General Motors to drive a truck. It was modified, but they, they called it a stock truck. And they drove it from Ushuaia to Prudhoe ah. Bay, Alaska. And they set the world record. They did it in like 17 days or some ridiculous, Whoa. crazy. T- but the Gary and Dap plays very largely into that because uh, Guinness, the Guinness Book of World Records, like officiated it or whatever. Yeah. And they had to drive every inch of roadway up to the gap. And then they yeah. had to ferry the boat ferry around boat. to, and then go back down. It was a fantastic story. And all about, that is the kind of traveling that me and this idiot do. Oh, I mean, yeah, obviously okay. we're not doing it on that scale, but like, just get in the car, go. <laughs> <You know? laughs> my, um, my friend, Rachel, who came onto my podcast a few times, she took the boat, I think from Panama to Colum- uh, to Colombia, so obviously to avoid the Darien Gap because you can't go yeah. through it. Yeah. And she said they, they got told a few rules on the boat. If you see a suitcase floating in the sea, you open it up. But if you see drugs, you push it far, far away. But if there's money, you, you, you take that thing, right? Right. And she said the first, they saw one suitcase, opened it. It's just white bags of stuff. Like, oh, God, yeah, better, better leave that alone. So they pushed it away. <laughs> yeah. uh, maybe I'm, maybe I'm going to take one of them, but the rest. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's another suitcase. And she maintains it's a bit windy. It's a bit rainy. It flipped open and she saw bundles of cash, but they just couldn't reach it. It's mm. too far away to get into water and not reach. And she swears it's like thousands and thousands of dollar notes oh. in that in that suitcase oh. but just couldn't quite reach it and just devastated for a few days really? turn this about. boat around son <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah the guy was getting to move on launch a raft something. i'll be um <laughs> i'll be in france in um in april that's my next trip and steve is not going with me um but uh i'll be there i'll be there in april and i'm, I'm very excited about that uh, what's your what's I, your plan um I, I again i don't really have much of one i know yeah. i know i want to see you know your typical you know touristy shit i mean i want to i want to see the eiffel tower if we're, if it's open if we can get in it i'd like to go to the top I, i'm dying to see the arc de triomphe oh yeah um i want to see and i i don't speak french i will butcher it but i want to see steven you speak a little french what's the the main street there the champs elise yeah i want to walk down that street yeah. uh yep. oddly enough i'm not that excited about the louvre i mean I, it's Nah, hey, St- Stephen's it's, art it's guy. Right. I, I mean, I, I appreciate art, but it's not something say, I would have to go. But you I know, mean, whatever. I'm, I'm sure I'll go to see it just to say that that I, that I was there. But uh, that, like to see the Mona Lisa, it doesn't. It just doesn't light my fire. I can appreciate it for what it is, but it's mm. not the kind of thing I'm going to fly to another continent just to go see. 
my, my story about the Louvre, right? Here's a here's what sums up for me. My friend, when we were there in the Louvre, yeah, he got the Mona Lisa. We get that. But my friend, for a joke, got his sunglasses and put it on the floor, like as if it's like a piece of art. And we all start to pretend. That's fantastic. Oh, that is one hundred percent the kind of oh, shit dude. that me and him would do. And then tourists come over, like, that "Oh my awesome. god!" And this is his glasses from like a garage in the UK, right? But they're on the floor. Yeah. People are taking photos of it. They think it's art. And they started gathering around, right? So, so one of the it. things I like to do is like I'll yeah, go to, I'll go to a place awesome. and I'll walk out in the middle of like not the middle of the street, but I'll walk out into like a like a courtyard or a quad or something, and I'll just stare up at the sky. And I'll just stand there <laughs> staring at the sky, and eventually somebody will come over, and I can't see him because I'm not looking at him. I'm, I'm looking up, but I can sense that they're looking up, and they're not right on me, but they're like you know a couple of meters away, and they're looking up, and I'll wait until I perceive there's like seven or eight people, and they're all looking at fucking nothing and, and then i'll just walk off i love doing stupid shit like that in a group setting it's quite funny isn't it when you've got like oh, your yeah. mates there and just putting pranks i want to go and sit in a in a in a cafe on a french street and drink a cup of coffee and just watch people i want to do the whole ernest hemingway experience you know do your what your mantra is just turn up yeah just, just yeah. wherever your base just walk a few few streets down take a few right turns left turns and to see where you're on there'll be a cafe just have coffee in right so when I was in London last, um, I did that. We were walking around. Is it Piccadilly Circus? Is that how you say oh, it? Oh, yeah. Bang in Central, okay. yeah. So, yeah. So again, and, and I know it's the most touristy shit in the world, but we were walking around there at night, and it was super fucking cool. I'm a history nerd, so mm. I was just, I just it was, everything was lit up, and it was really cool like how it was lit up at night. Yeah. And I, I just remembered thinking to myself how fucking amazing it was that you know that place was blacked out during the war and th- during the Blitz and people hiding in the subway stations. And, yeah. You know, all that kind of stuff. But what was super cool talking about taking a couple of left turns, I wanted to drink. So I didn't know where the fuck I was going to go. I'm not from there. I've never been there before. So I just start walking around and I found this place and it was called Tom Cribs. And it was just this fucking pub. And, and I mean, it, I had the best time, met some super cool people there. I mean, <laughs> I make friends everywhere I go. So you know, I mean, we're just drinking beer and, and, and everything. And then, you know, t- talking about you never know what's going to turn up. Right. So yeah, my yeah. wife was on that trip with me and she wanted to do this like Jack the Ripper experience thing. Oh, which yeah. I in what fucking care less. Yeah. yeah. So I forgot how much it was. It was like 20 American dollars or whatever. And I was like, mm. I don't fucking care. You go do it. Have a good time. I'm going to go find a rugby match to watch. Because Steve, Steve and I like rugby. So, oh, gee. oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 We're, we're, we're pretty big with that. But yeah. so I'm walking around and, and again, in that area, and I'm looking on my little uh, book here because the, the place I found, she goes to this Jack the Ripper experience and pays for it, right? I go and find this place. It's at 89 Whitechapel High Street, Shadwell, London. But okay, it, was called the yeah. White, it was called the White Heart. And it was the fucking pub was older than my country. Right. And, and, um, but what was super cool is like, I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm drinking. And you randomly went there. Yeah. Randomly. I had no yeah. fucking clue. Exactly. No idea. Yeah. 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 So I just walked in there cause I was like, Oh, this place looks cool. And they had a TV and it was a, a match on. So I was like, all right, this is the spot. So I go in there and I'm drinking the beer and I start looking around at the decor and everything. And there's this, this like sign and it's talking about how that place was, uh, like there was a doctor who had lived in that, in that building in that it like in the basement of this pub or whatnot and that they that he had been a suspect in the ripper murders so i oh, call my wife okay. and i'm, like, I'm yeah. like so you paid you paid 20 pounds or whatever the <laughs> fuck it was to go on this bullshit experience i'm at his fucking house <laughs> yeah, <laughs> i'm yeah. drinking a beer yeah, at the fucking yeah. house <laughs> you know? so you never know what you're gonna get man but and you, you only get that when you don't have a plan yeah and then in london they've got those blue blue plaques on the wall i don't know if you yeah. saw them where they say this famous person lived here in 1777 to whatever. Yeah. 
and they have multiple some of them because they're such obviously good locations and stuff that's what's great like, you can walk around london same as paris walk around london just picking these things off and just take a right turn to the little muse at the back yeah. of the streets and yeah it's, now, it's, I, it's great i will say that you have your 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 country has and london has two things that 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 were they stupefied me with how amazing they were oh. and the first was the british museum um, okay. Just going going there and seeing you have the entire world history and culture of every place on the on the planet yeah, in put, that in that we probably nicked it from colonization. So hey, probably, you know what? We, hey, we to the victors it. go the spoils, my friend. Yeah. Uh, that's just that's just <laughs> well, that's okay. the nature yeah. of the beast. But the, and then the other thing that you have there was uh, the Imperial War Museum. Um, oh yeah, I and, love that and, museum. It's great. I, yeah. I am not one, but even even a pacifist could go there and and have an amazing experience and learn mm. so much. I mean, it was it was. Their their exhibit on World War One was fascinating. Incredible, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Great, great play. I, I love I love England. I love the UK. I, uh, I could never live in London. Just way too crowded for my for my taste. Oh uh, yeah, I lived but, there for four years. Never again. But such a such a cool place, man. Yeah. Such a cool place. Have you been to the Churchill War Rooms? Have you been to them? I have not. I've okay, not. next time you go to London, if you like your history and your and your war stuff, the, the Churchill War Rooms. They're in Central. It must be near Pall Mall, I think. I wish that we would do more like, I, I wish that we were more like Churchill. I, I just, like, I watched the biography. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. Guy, the guy was fucking amazing. I watched a biography on him not long ago, and they were, what was it? They were saying something about when he was the home secretary. Um, I guess, uh, like, there was some some robbers or something. Some guys had robbed a bank or whatnot, and, like, the, the London police had him, like, cornered in a building, and they were shooting it out with these guys. And so I guess what, like, like I know I was there, right? Like, he shows up, apparently, according to this biography, and he says, fire the building. <laughs> <laughs> it's like burn it down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm like baller. Man. That is that is what we need. He's he's an interesting figure, and I'll tell you why. I'll get a bit of a tangent here, and he's slightly controversial in England for a few sure. things. Number one, people seem to forget if it is it Gallipoli when he sent thousands of soldiers mm-hmm. to death. Oh a, yeah, a catastrophic yep. decision. Yeah, and also he was a bit of a drunk, and he was up to his eyeballs in debt. But the character he was, he was needed for that time. Like Neville Chamberlain tried to get peace na- naively really, if you look back but he tried you know he he wasn't sure. he wasn't churchill he was t- t- a different character handed yeah. it over and the rest is history right but yeah he the history the history in your country Great, is, it? Is, is amazing i mean yeah. our, all, every every country has its own history which is super cool and if you're into culture and you're yeah. interested in history then you'll like to travel i mean the, the two go hand in hand but the only thing i know for a fact that i'm going to do in france is i'm going out to normandy i mean as an american yeah. I cannot, I cannot not go to Normandy if I go to France. Are you going to go to, is it Saint-Michel, the famous um, cathedral on the island? So I, I, I don't know. I, okay. I don't know. I, I'll, I'll write it down. French Mont Saint-Michel. I'll link it in this chat. It's, I think it is, is it Normandy? It must be pretty close. Yeah, it's in Normandy. Um, it's a little okay. island. Okay. They built a city around, around a cathedral. And it, I think in like one of the, one of the tides, it's cut off and then it comes huh. back on, into mainland. You can park yeah, yeah. in a car park and uh, walk there. And it, it's incredible because it's its own little commune, if you like, on an island. Nice. Yeah, we're spending most of our time in, in Paris, but I know I, I, I've already arranged for uh, to, to take the train. That's okay. it. That's the, that's the only thing I know for a fact. I'm gonna do. Yeah. And then, uh, that's so great. that's next year. Then uh, on the horizon, I've got Italy the following year. Then I go back to the UK and then I'll be in Greece. Um, Ooh, oh, that, that, that'd, be lo- that'd be looking for you. Yeah, yeah. all my Greece <laughs> listeners. <laughs> yeah. Where's Howard? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Stephen, anything you want to finish on internationally before we 
uh, kind of crack on to the next subject. I spent some time uh, uh, on Canaries. Uh, you know, Canary Islands. I, yeah. yeah, I spent quite a bit of time in Spain and uh, really enjoyed my time there. You know, if you like ham, Spain is a place for you, Jack. Everything is ham. <laughs> um, but uh, again, wonderful people. And then, of course, from there, uh, going down to to the Canaries, which is just a sort of a sort of a surreal, strange place uh, with all the you know, some of these beaches you go to in these clubs, it's like the most manicured and concreted and beautiful little thing right on the water. Like, what is this all about? You know, but I mean, Hey, whatever it, it is, what it is. It's, it's, you know, heavy, heavy tourist culture there, yeah, but just a beautiful Tenerife. place. Ex- oh, exactly. Yeah. And yeah. Like, it's a classic British holiday. That is Tenerife. There was oh, a yeah, horrible, yeah. horrible plane crash in Tenerife back in the seventies. Yeah. Oh, was there? Oh, okay. Yeah. And people well, don't know, but the Canary Islands off Africa pretty much, aren't they? They're just off yes. Africa. That's yeah. why they're so good to go to because they're hot weather. Yeah, a- Africa's on my list too. My daughter, um, she's at uni now, but uh, university now, but um, she, uh, our plan was always to hike Kilimanjaro. Uh, oh, nice. So yeah. COVID kind of, kind of screwed that up, but uh, we will, we will make that happen. And then uh, we've got some family in Norway, so we'll be going over there. Travel is my drug. I drink. Yeah. But I don't do any hard drugs, so travel is my drug. <laughs> what about in Bolivia? If you go to La Paz, you're going to try out the uh, the Route 36 bar. Route 36, I, yeah, no. I, I, unfortunately, that. unfortunately, I can't. I I'm not able to to do that. Um, okay. Just just yet. <laughs> couple couple more I, years. I brought, I brought that up in a meeting uh, last week with a bunch of uh, some people that were pretty, you know, it was like law enforcement and uh, security <laughs> professionals kind of thing, yeah. and. Let's just say it didn't get the reception I thought it was. Well, <laughs> well see, at my I work, it was funny. I could tell it was like, and I have just poured a bucket of piss over the whole conversation. Oh no, but everyone, I, everyone I told about it, and you, I mean, so so I work, I work in in a similar um, industry, and everyone I told about it was like, get the fuck out of here. That is amazing. <laughs> This crew I was with was not uh, enamored with it. And, of course, what did I do? Uh, you keep charging on. And I just kept laughing. <laughs> uh, and I was like, man, wouldn't that be crazy? And everyone's like, oh, I'm, mm, I don't – where is this? <laughs> I fear that I fear that those guys are now going to start putting a mission together to close it down. So I'm sorry, Bolivians. I'm sorry. No, uh, no, no. Of no, course, the uh, the end of Route 36. But um, we, at least we I'm going well, yeah, we got enough bullshit going on here. These these people are not involved in that. At I all. think I may put, I may, put, I may make a uh, I may make a whiskey seven project route thirty six commemorative t shirt. Put it on the store. Um, t- I'd buy that. Hundred <laughs> percent, I'd buy that. That shit is so. I'm bad. gonna look. I'm gonna look at that. My friends, I told the, the story to. They're all like, "What? How do? Where? How do we do this?" I'm like, "I don't know. We got to get in touch with the cabbies down there, and they'll hook us up." I said, "But I got a guy who's you know." <laughs> Yeah. tight with the people you know i make one phone call we're in and we get I'm, treated like family tell you what I'm, i know a place to stay and another person to ask so yeah if you guys want to go and check it out when <laughs> <laughs> the time comes whatever <laughs> yeah. that will be uh, it, we'll be calling you but i don't know enough. people google this now like what are they talking about so I'll, I'll leave it to that i'll leave it as a cryptic uh conversation there exactly exactly and one final question about i've got a little a few questions about your sort of traveling mantra really but anything on your bucket list that's really at the top i, I hate the term bucket list because I, th- I see things as they're all doable they're all achievable sure. but is anything like real 
That's a fair question. Right. You know, I mean, if, 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 if the doc called me up tomorrow and said, hey, you got six months to live, you know, mm. what would I do? I mean, certainly there's priorities. Stephen, you want to go first? Okay. So bucket list for traveling. Um, yeah. Oh, man. Just, you know, I, okay. If, if it was like bucket list, there's whirlwind tour, but places I want to go uh, that I feel like I would want to go. Um, uh, I've not been to Ireland. So a lot of my family came from Ireland uh, and, and realistically, you know, like my mother's side was all Ireland, UK. My father's side was, uh, you know, French Huguenots of France. Um, but I I feel like I'd want to do like the touristy, like the, uh, you know, I, I want to see the Great Wall. You know, I want, I, oh, yeah. I'd want to China. Yeah. I'd want to see that. I would want to go to Nepal. I would want to yeah, you'd love that. Uh, see the Himalayas. I'd want to see, the mountains, you know, um, maybe go to South America for Anna, uh, uh, was it Aconcagua? Yeah. Aconcagua. Yes. I, I would want to do that. Of course, Argentina, one of my friends was down there and has a, uh, a trout fishing, uh, joint down there, um, where people come all over the world and catch these giant trout. And he was like, man, he goes, it's wonderful in Argentina. He goes, as long as you like me, because you'll have uh, beef with a side of beef and for dessert beef. And steak is so good down there. Steak is top notch. First, it's it's red wine, and then red wine, and more red wine, and then coffee. And I'm like, man, that sounds awesome because I am a I'm a meditarian, so I'm all about that life. And he's like, oh, it's it's phenomenal. It's just phenomenal. So Argentina, okay, if you put a gun to my head right now, I would say Argentina, and it would be South Argentina. But my list is in this order: Lord Howe Island. Don't ask me why. I have no idea why. Australia. Vanuatu, which we which we discussed yeah. earlier. And I have to have that coffee that you were talking about. Yeah, Tana um, Coffee, number one. I gotta do both the North and the South Island of New Zealand. Yeah. Um, unreal. Austria, the country of Austria. Take the geopolitics out of the issue right now. I, I want to go to Russia. Um, Sweden, Norway, Mongolia. I've always had a fascination with the steppes there in Mongolia. I, yeah. I don't even know why it's on the list, but I want to go to Kazakhstan. Like Stephen <laughs> said, uh, 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 Nepal is pretty high, um, but I, I just I want to see the Himalayas. Um, Stephen and I both enjoy mountaineering and that sort of thing, and I am never going to even attempt to climb Everest or anything like that. Oh, God, but it would just be yeah. cool to see. I just want to see it. I want to actually see it. Just do base camp. Um, Was it 5,000 meters? That's, yeah. That's, I mean, that's and achievable, that's, right? That's very yeah, yeah. doable for, for, yeah. for me. Yeah. Uh, I really, I don't, I'm hopeful that I'm able to make it happen. It's exceedingly expensive, but I want to, I want to set a toe on our, on Antarctica um, mm. only because I'm just such a, a, a nerd for all of the Antarctic exploring uh, explorers in the past um, and Denmark. I, I got to get to Denmark. So that's some, you know, as you say, my, my, my bucket list, those are the places that I have yet to go to that, I, that I'm really keen to get. That to. is some list, but achievable. I'd say it is achievable. You know, I'm, I'm still, uh, I'm still young enough to travel and enjoy it and move quick and not sleep a whole bunch. So yeah, yeah. we'll make absolutely. it happen. We'll make it happen. Yeah. Okay. I got a few more questions about, why you travel and then we'll go into your podcast which i'm excited to share with the listeners uh what what you say is the purpose of travel why why should people go traveling or what is your purpose maybe i don't think that that as as humans we're meant to sit in one place right Mm. i mean throughout throughout history populations have migrated you know we move from one area of the world to the next we've we've followed either either you know uh, seasonal changes you know ice ice sheets receding and 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 advancing or you know the the game that that ancient man was chasing or you know better soil or whatever i don't think that that man is meant to sit in one place and and you know this is a gigantic planet as big as it is it's still the only one out there today that uh, <laughs> that we can prove definitively has life on it and and all that life 
you know, it comes in every color and stripe. So I want to see as much of that as humanly possible. And I've traveled to 19 countries. And at that, I've only seen, by my calculation, less than 10% of the world. And yeah. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. astounds me. And, and I want to see it all, man. You know, I, I, I am fascinated by other cultures. Uh, you know, I have one rule when it comes to cuisine. Does some culture somewhere on this planet consider this food? Because if the answer to that question yeah. is yes, I will eat it. Yeah. Um, I'm, you know, I can't guarantee that I'll like it or I'll eat it again, but I 100% will try it. And, um, you know, people are just cool, man. I'm interested in people. I'm fascinated by language. I speak several of them. Apropos of nothing, just uh, I'm just interested in people and I want to travel around. I want to see how they live. You know, as Americans, we are absolutely blessed with abundance and, and we everything that we could ever want is to a greater or lesser extent within our grasp. Mm. And a lot of the world doesn't live that way. And, you know, I don't think that you can have a true appreciation for the things that you have until you go to places where you cannot get them. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's why I like to travel. It's just, it, it broadens your perspective. It opens your eyes and, and um, makes you a little less xenophobic if you're, if you're, you know, of that, of that uh, mindset. To that point, exactly. One of my favorite quotes from one of my most favorite people, Mark Twain, uh, a quote that's always stuck with me since I first uh, discovered it decades ago. It's um, travel is fatal to prejudice, bigotry, and narrow-mindedness. Indeed. And many of our people need it sorely on these accounts. And -hmm. then he goes on a little bit. But that first sentence to me is just, uh, you you know, like the first time around I thought, oh, my, yeah, exactly. You know, we all think we're living a certain way and that way is the way, the only way. But then you go out and like, you know, you're talking, Howard, about food. You know, we think food is comprised of these 12 things. And you get out and, and this, this person is eating a grub and they're, you know, chopping up a leaf. And it's like, this is crazy. And then you eat it and go, what? It's amazing. Most people on this planet just want to go along to get along, yeah. you know, have, you know, and, and have a peaceful existence have a good existence with their friends and neighbors and have some sort of a prosperity for the family, that sort of thing. So uh, it it seems like once you get out, you realize, Oh, these we're all pretty much the same, you know, at the core, there might be belief systems or social systems, but for the most part, you know, the, the person on the street, the regular people are regular everywhere, you know, and it's kind of like, you know what, we have a lot more in common than we don't. You know, uh, and it's, you know, you go to these places and meet people, even without languages, you know, language barrier, and you still are breaking bread. You're still laughing and joking and, you know, slapping each other on the back and having a good time. And it's like, I don't know what we talked about. I don't even know that person's name, but I had a great time with them. You know, that was just phenomenal, you know, life changing. So to that, uh, you know, uh, Mark Twain absolutely nailed it on the head and, um, you know, I, I believe in that. I see it all the time. And you know, the more you get out, the more you're exposed to places, people, the more it breaks down walls and the notions that uh, are constructed out of uh, ignorance. I you guys, uh, he was well read. <laughs> Whatever. It's Mark Twain. But, well, um, yeah, but, but, uh, but uh, Samuel Clements, but um, yeah. Uh, uh, Mark Twain. You know, also on that, on that same vein, you know, if you're at all interested in history, I mean, and there's a there's a, a movie I'm sure you've seen it, um, Goodwill Hunting, right? Oh yeah, I thought you were, yeah. were going to say Twilight. Yeah, no, so so uh, <laughs> frozen. No, that, 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 that's frozen. your thing, man. But no, you remember the you remember <laughs> no, the, the, the monologue in 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 uh, 
in Goodwill Hunting where Robin Williams is talking to uh, is it Matt Damon? And he's telling and he's telling him, you know, you know, you've read all the, you've read yeah. all these damn books, but I, I bet you if I asked you to tell me what it smells like in the Sistine Chapel, you wouldn't know, mm. you know. And 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 I think there's a lot of of, of wisdom there. I mean, I want to, yeah, I can look at a painting of it. Or I can go there and I can tell you what that experience is like. Like I said, travel is my drug, man. I am 100% addicted. I am all in and I want to do it all. It's like going to university to, to study tourism, legend tourism, right? And then go and teach it, but you've never been anywhere. Like, it, how, Indeed, yeah. How, how, exactly. do you, how do you yes. not want to go somewhere and actually learn what you're teaching, right? So we don't know what, uh, I don't know, country you've not been to. Mongolia, on my list. Yeah. But I have no idea really how they live what they think so i want to go in and experience those people and ask them questions right yeah and see what they do see what they eat and what day to day life is have a laugh have a beer awesome and so many people don't do it right so many people don't do it like it's crazy it, how many people are not interested it's fear it's not that they're not interested james i believe it's fear oh uh, yeah okay it's, I'd agree it's, with that. it's 100 yeah. well 80 percent fear yes absolutely and absolutely. i don't mean fear as in like oh i'm a coward i'm afraid i might get hurt or something like that i just mean it's just such a daunting task if you let it be right it, yeah. because our culture let is it. such as i have to i have to be at the airport at 9 a.m and i have to be at this other place at a certain time and if i don't have x amount of dollars then i'm not going to be able to make fuck all that noise you'll get there when you get there man they they have another plane you know just just let it have just let it happen let you it know, happen it's like anything else <laughs> the anticipation and the planning you know it's like uh when we would be uh I'm going to go back to like the military, like when you have a, a mission and there's this intricate and insane planning and all this organization and coordination. And, you know, you, you're like, you have the knot in your stomach and you're like, what am I missing? I have, this has to be done. You know, this is, there's a lot of riding on this, you know, and, and, you know, up until the kickoff, you know, you are, you're super tense. You're not asleep. You're tweaking. You're like, you know, very, very stressed. And it's very tense. Once you cross the line of departure and it's go time, all of a sudden you are completely relaxed because mm -hmm. I have done everything I can do and I trust everyone else has done it. So now we are doing, and you just have to, I think a lot of times with travel, it's almost like, it's like when you're jumping off a cliff, you know, uh, into a, into a water, a lake, if you sit up there and stare at that long enough, you're going to never do it. Out. Exactly. But if you get up there and you're like, uh, and, and you don't think you're like, oh, what if I land on a stick or there's a snake down there? The or I don't, just fucking go. Just take those leaps and go and just do it. Because that's where the adventure happens, right? If it's all that's planned it. out, if yeah, it's yeah. all planned out, what's the fucking point? Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway. yeah, I mean, I guess I kind of didn't make any fucking sense about extensive planning and then just jump off the cliff. <laughs> but, you know, but, you know, we're not planning on a, a military mission. This is. Uh, so don't let it be that, you know, mm. it's like, it's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be enjoyable. And it's like, yeah, you can plan it to the nth degree, but then again, it's like, yo, bro, I don't want to be like Chevy chase, you know, national, you know, mm. European mm. vacation, you know, Arc de Triomphe. And we're, you know, going to the next one, which sometimes we do that. Cause yeah, you know, we, we do do that sometimes we yeah. are time constrained, but, but at the same time, we also know going in, it's like, hey, this isn't going to, we're not going to have 10 hours to spend here. We're going to have 30 minutes. Mm. So it's go time. But I think for travel, the most part, you're right. Have a basic idea. Go have a beer. Go meet some people. See how they live and, you know, whatever. And I love, I, I love it that you say that everyone is just generally the same. I, I just can't agree more. 
I think someone yeah. someone named that as the number one thing to remember when you go and travel is that the general jail on the street is like you to, to a degree. And if you make yes. any fucking degree of effort whatsoever to relate to people on their terms in their country, they will fucking bend over backwards to help you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, I love that. Cool. That's a good little clip that I'm going to enjoy listening to that one, that, that, that back, I think. Okay, let's go into your, po- your podcast, The Whiskey 7 Project. Tell the people what the hell is going on with this project, what is your idea, and... <laughs> Is it even structured? Is it just get some people on and talk shit? Like, what is the what's the go? I'll I'll feel that, <laughs> and then uh, I, I want Nugget to to chime in on that too because he is an integral part of it. He's fifty mm. percent of it. So, I am of the belief that in our society, in our culture, men in particular, and we're not we're not a male centric thing by any stretch, but just men in particular, generally speaking, we wake up, go to a job, most of us fucking hate, grind through that shit all day long come home, eat some bullshit that came in a fucking box that we put in another box to cook, sit down and watch a television that spews shit at us that is designed to piss us off. Then we fall down and pass out next to a spouse that we can't remember having fallen in love with. That is what I see right now. I mm-hmm. hope my fucking, my, my fucking heart hopes that I am myopic in my view and that that is not the way the world is, but that is what I see, mm-hmm. right? So the Whiskey 7 Project, it, by the way, the Whiskey 7 has it has no meaning. It's an old radio call sign that I used to have. I was Whiskey 7. So okay. uh, it, it means nothing. It's just it's a fucking name. So, <laughs> but it um, sounds pretty freaking yeah, cool. It's yeah. cool, though. Yeah, I'll give so, you that. So, yeah. so, so mm-hmm. there's the secret. It means nothing. But the whole point of it is, is that we don't want to discuss anything fucking heavy, man. It's no yeah. politics. Not everything is a fucking issue, right? And not everything is save the spotted owl. Right. Sometimes it's just fucking guys hanging out. And like our, our, it's like our intro says, it's like, you know, we wanted to, we want to step away from the stuff that divides us as a culture. We want to bring people back together. We want to go back. You know, Stephen and I are of an age where, where, where we actually fucking hung out with people. Like not everything was stuck doing this. I was at a bar on Super Bowl Sunday. Um, and I was on a trip to Tampa, Florida, and I'm sitting there fucking stupefied because I'm watching this young couple. And they're sitting at this table and the Super Bowl's on. They're not even watching that. They're at a fucking sports bar, presumably for the purpose of watching the biggest sporting event in, in sports in America anyway. Mm. And uh, and they're texting like the, like it's he's real, got his phone in his football. left hand. Real and she's football. yeah. And they're both they're both texting <laughs> and they're but they're holding hands like they're not even fucking looking at each other. Right. And I'm like, I'm just thinking to myself, how what a fucking miserable existence right now. Yeah. If they're fucking happy, cool, man. Zippity doo dah. But I do not understand that. So the purpose of the Whiskey 7 Project is to bring people back together in a completely apolitical format where all we're doing is talking about what the fuck ever cool shit is going on in our lives. It's not about problems. It's not about, oh, you know, sorry, your fucking dog got run over, dude. None of that shit. It Mm. is all about, you know, (laughs) I saw this fucking guy almost get mauled by a fucking bison the other day. (laughs) It's it's just funny, just lighthearted, funny shit, man. And we drink while we do it. We review a couple of beers or some whiskey or wine or whatever. Yeah. Like, it's like just, it's like average Joe's hanging out on the tailgate of their shitty truck at the end of the fucking local airport runway at six 30 on a Tuesday. (laughs) Yeah. Just talking about dumb shit, you know, and, and, and not about like, uh, you know, well, what what do you think the Magna Carta was really about? Shut <laughs> up. Like, no, you know, it's just the stuff you talk about, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and and so the ancillary benefit from, from our perspective is 
because I see so many people that fall into that category that I, that I went on about, about just yeah. being fucking miserable. And I agree. It's like, yeah. it's like, well, Hodo and fucking Nugget are going out and going fucking camping next weekend. Why can't I do that? Or, mm-hmm. you know, Howard and Steve are, you know, they, they, they're hanging out with their friend Nurse Betty and, and talking about, you know, stupid, crazy shit that they, adventures they got into going to that bar and that fucking night Hodo wore a cowboy hat and picked a fight with a guy, you know. I mean, I can do that. I mean, don't go to a bar and pick a fight with a guy, but you know, I mean, just totally do that. <laughs> make actual fucking human connections and friends. And, and like, I don't know. I mean, I could go on and on and on about it because it's very difficult for me to put into words what my concept was. Right. But it's just yeah. have genuine human connection. We've but got I, big plans for the project. I thought your episode about the uh, technology was great because you discuss things that we all know is yeah. deep down in society, like phones are well, technology it's a nightmare, isn't it? This this generation of mine where we're obsessed with these phones. Like I'm part of the generation where I do remember as kids that these weren't about, so we were outside playing. But if you're that that age now, I guess you'd just be on your Xbox or on your phone all day. How how awful is that? You don't even yeah. talk to real people. So you're illustrating the point because that technology episode, the guy that was making all those points was, was a very good friend of, of Nugget Minds. His name, his name is Damien. And so he, he's now part of the project, right? These people mm. that we bring mm. on, these people that are, that are in our circle, right? Most of them are people we know. Yeah. Um, are, are, they, they become part of the project. And, and if we can infect you know, the rest of society and get <laughs> everybody on board with, let's have actual real human connection and just just... Stop making everything a fucking issue. Just have fun, man. Enjoy it. We're only here for 80 some odd fucking years, man. Troy said, sometimes a cigar is just a cigar. Yeah. I mean that almost all the time, a cigar is just a cigar. And that's sort of what we strive for. There's not going to be like meanings or double entendres. It's like, no, yeah. if I call, you know, if, if we say, hey, uh, that, that bird is beautiful. And I, I, I you know, I really liked those cauliflower buffalo poppers we had at Rogue. Uh, well, that's what we meant. You know, I, mm. I don't know. No one's trying to get crazy and double meaning. It's not like we're talking about, you know, Descartes or anything. No, we're, we're just talking about dumb shit, you know, well, but everyday problem, stuff. Yeah. And, that, and that's why I love it. Cause the problem is, there's a, a few things here that I think I would say is that people, some people love this like downtrodden content, right? Where it's like almost a, it's almost conspiracy based almost like trying to delve into the reasons for everything possible on earth which is impossible so they get they get bogged down to this and that just take over your life like you see it day to day people are just obsessed with yeah listening to bad oh, news yeah. watching bad news watching bad stuff on facebook youtube whatever it is and they're not actually i, just, like, I think life. facebook is the devil i yeah, don't have 100%. it i don't the, yeah. the, the project has a facebook page yeah. don't even I, I will tell all of our listeners if anybody wants to listen to don't even bother going to the whiskey seven project facebook page it is it is <laughs> rubbish we, I, I never put anything on it because i fucking hate it um we we tend to live on twitter and instagram those are like yeah. where we I, I i dig hanging out there facebook is uh is on on the way out i'm convinced i think people are starting to you're right yeah 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 get rid of that shit and i don't, I don't use it at all really i don't really take it seriously Mm-hmm. I only post in there for this podcast, and that's it. I don't. Yeah, take yeah. It's it, but it, it's just replacing what we what we uh, interpret as uh, interhuman uh, reactions or uh, mm. interactions. So yeah, so that that was the purpose of it. And um, and how often do you release an episode? So Stephen and I are still, you know, we both work full time. So yeah. um, it, it's a little sketchy right now. We try to get something out once a week. Yeah. Um, we've been fairly successful with that. We've gone through. Uh, so anybody that that 
listening to this that wants to check us out, you will notice that we 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 don't have very many episodes. We we were pretty young anyway, but we went through some we'll call it growing pains in in terms of like how we wanted to marketing's the wrong word because we're not doing this to make any money. We don't make mm. money on it. it we wanted to present. We yeah. So we, we were ha- we were trying to to feel our way through how we wanted to present it to, to the listeners. And um, so we went through what I would consider a fairly major rebranding. We didn't change the name, but we kind of changed the way we presented it. Yeah. So all of our old episodes are gone. I've, I've gotten rid of them. And we're just kind of pushing forward now with that very clear mission of just making light of life and having mm-hmm. a good time, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And what um, platforms can we find you on? I guess it'd be Spotify. All the major ones. Yeah. We're on Spotify, um, uh, Apple podcasts, uh, anchor, uh, good pods, good, good pods. pods, Um, Yeah. Yeah. Where else? We're on like eight platforms. Yeah. Pocket cast pocket, whatever the hell is pocket. (laughs) So, um, so yeah, I'll put the links to those uh, platforms in the show notes and also your social media channels. We've got some big plans for it. I'll tell you. Um, yeah, our social media, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram. Our, our yeah. handle is the same. It's at Whiskey7Project. It's, yeah. w, it's the, the Scottish spelling, W-H-I-S-K-Y. The yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Project. So you can find <laughs> us both there. Um, but one of the things that Steve and I are really talking about doing is, is um, Twitter spaces, right, that are, that are just for – I mean, obviously, they're not just for a project. Anybody can get in there. But yeah. we, we want to we set up like a recurring – space or room for lack of a better term where, where friends or fans of the project can get on there and actually talk with us. And I mean, you know, we're not famous people and that's not what it's trying to be, but well, well, you know, Jack and Jill have something well. to say, you know, <laughs> if, if that's the only outlet people have chilling, man, just hanging out, having yeah, a, yeah. a whiskey and talking. I want to, I want to foster that. I want to foster that. Do you know, I'd love to do a live show once. That's, that's oh, yeah. one of my like secret aims is I'd love to get, like get you guys or, Maybe other ep- episodes we've got guests on to come in. We we just sit for one yeah. hour in a, like a live location, have a laugh, and just talk about stuff. Love That'd be awesome, wouldn't it? That'd Absolutely, be Absolutely. we're down to, yeah. down for that anytime. Yep. Yeah, that's uh, kind of my secret planning list because it's quite hard to organise, especially COVID's obviously a bit of a problem. But when you do travel podcasts like mine, people all, all over the world, so it'd be like a real hard thing to organise. But your your podcast is brilliant. I mean, I I, I wish yeah. you know we started we started this kind of like as a travel thing because we had big plans yes. for doing a lot of traveling, and COVID just totally put the kibosh on that. I mean, we we yeah. haven't done much of anything since then. So your idea, I wish we'd have had your idea to reach out to people and uh, and you know, hey, tell us about travels that you've had. I mean, that, that's mm. it's it's quite yeah. addictive. I think travel. You said it's a drug. That's my drug. But also talking to people like you guys about your trips, it's quite addictive yeah. as well because it's going to be different every time, isn't it? No one's going to say the same story. You know, and yeah, and, right. and I don't want to keep I don't want to keep harping on it, but you know, I keep having things pop up to the surface. You know, Stephen told me once when we when we planned our our, our second or third trip, somebody at his work, Stephen, you were telling me said, um, "So you guys are just going to Oregon?" We're like, and he's like, "Yeah," and the guy was like, "How how do you do that? What do you mean? How do you oh, do? Wow. It? You just go." You know, yeah. So, so actually, if, if truth be told, when he told me that story, that is kind of like when my gears started turning for, he's not the only guy out there that feels that way. So yeah, if we can, if yeah. we can put some platform out there where people, yes, I can have real relationships with, with my peers. Yes, I can go do cool shit. Even in COVID, I can go fucking camping or I can go to a bar if I have to wear a fucking mask, so be it. But, you know, have your boys, right? Um, some of you that follow our Instagram, you'll see I put that uh, uh, one of my favorite movies is The Town. 
and uh, there's a scene in the town where um, uh, uh, Jeremy Renner is sitting there in the dark and Ben Affleck comes in. He says, I need your help. I can't tell you what it is. You can never ask me about it later. And we're going to hurt some people. And then <laughs> Jeremy Renner said he doesn't think about it. He says, whose car are we going to take? That's the Whiskey 7 project. We're yeah. not going to hurt anybody, but yeah. that's your boys. Those are your right yeah, guys. Yeah. These are your yep. guys. that You can call them at 2 o'clock in the morning and go, <laughs> don't ask me any questions. Just get in your car and come and get me. Yeah. Nice. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Am I bringing alcohol? What are we doing? You know, fuck it. Let's go. <laughs> so, yeah, that's it. Okay, that's great. And I can't wait to share this. And also, I will put, obviously, I said before, links on my show notes so people can access cool. pretty easy okay. to, to you guys. Okay, Thank I've got some quick-fire questions to finish the episode on. These are normally your favorite you take things. the first one. I've been talking a lot. Hey, yeah, just a quick one before we carry on with the travel questions. I just want to say there are many ways to support this podcast. You can buy me a coffee and help support the podcast with $5. Or you can go to my merch store, with the affiliate link with T Public, where there's plenty of merch available to buy, such as T-shirts, jumpers, hoodies, and also some children's clothing. Thirdly, which is free, you can also rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podchaser, or Good Pods. Also, you can find me on social media on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. Simply just search for Winging It Travel Podcast, and you'll find me displaying all my social media content for traveling, podcast, and other stuff. Thank you. It's travel question time. And from real. Jeez. You normally get one each, so one answer each. Is okay, five. cheers. Okay, okay, good. Okay, so what is the favorite country that you travel to each, if you pick one country? Spain is the, the, my, my most favorite country. Okay. Israel. Israel. Okay. Yeah. And if you could pick a country's food, so the cuisine is a big one here, what country's food would you eat? Like forever or just again? Yeah. Okay. Forever. Why not? That's uh, uh, Howard takes it. Well, geez, Louise, that's, uh, oh man, you suck. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take, I'll take French. French I'll food. Take French. Yes, I will. Bloody hell. Yep. I said it. Yeah, you've, you've gone there. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry. I'm. Uh, I have to go with with what I would consider standard American fare. I I love bacon and eggs and just starchy. I mean, so okay, so yeah, okay, so like the British Isles, I guess, just starchy foods. You know, potatoes and meat and beef. You know, stews, that sort of thing. I like hearty meals, things I can I can go hiking all friggin' day on. Okay, cool. That's good. You both drink coffee, don't you? Yes. Can I can I also say uh, Germany yeah. comes in a close second? Germany. Hang on, Fr- French and German food. I've never had those answers. Well, uh, you've never had. Asked, <laughs> you haven't asked me those questions. So that is unreal. Okay, uh, I'm quite surprised. Okay, let's go with coffee. I've got I've got a few questions here. Actually, got part A and part B. If you were to go to any city in the world and drink coffee and just watch people, where would you go? Any city in the world, Vienna. Okay. Yeah, it's got it's got great cafe scene there. I think. Yeah, yeah. I, I would love to be different, and I, I will be different. But had you not said Vienna, that's what I would have said. Um, any city in the world to drink Cairo? Oh, oh, that's a good one. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Right. And which country has the uh, best and I've coffee? Not, I've not been to Egypt. Uh, just that was where that's where I would go. Okay. Yes, yeah, fine. Yeah. And which country has the best coffee? Do you think? Which country has the best coffee? Um, Mine's Colombian. Just the pit out there. Yeah, yeah I'm going to say it's, it's going to be. Colombia, Nicaragua, you know, 
somewhere in, in South America. Uh, if you put a gun to my head, I'll say Colombia. Yeah. Okay. Well, my boy Juan Valdez. Cuba. Up. Cuba. Yeah. Okay. Where, where'd you say? Cuba. Cuba. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Uh, I did say Vanuatu on yours, but that's a specific yeah. coffee. Tanner coffee is my favorite specific, but I guess it's the only coffee they produce. So I guess that technically right. should be the answer for me, but there we yeah. go. Okay. Next question. Uh, a landmark that you've seen where you've been like, wow, this is incredible. A landmark. Um, does it matter? Is it man-made or natural or does it any. matter? Okay. I would say probably the Grand Canyon, uh, just with its majesty and the size and how, when you see it, this is my perspective, how it made you uh, feel small, but in a good way. Um, it just struck me. You know, I've seen a lot of things, but I will never get the first time I saw it and how it, it hit me. And I, it, it changed my life. That sounds, you know, cliched, but, you know, I just remember thinking, whoa, uh, pictures can't do it justice but you know you feel the heat and the smell and the sound of the rock on your feet as you're walking on it so yeah i'd say the grand canyon the american grand canyon yes i was a little nostalgic and um i would say i just remember when i was a kid when i was younger mine isn't there anymore it doesn't exist um i, I remember standing on top of the world trade center when it was a thing oh okay yeah and and I, and my wife has been back to um to where it once was and i i just i can't do it i'll never go to new york again there's i can't oh. do it but uh, yeah, that that would have been. I, I I will always remember that. It was just that men built that, right? Yeah, it's it just sucked. It was just yeah. amazing. I, I, I yeah. just amazing. So, but for the natural world, um, hands down, to to date, uh, Grand Tetons. Oh, okay. When there's a, there's a certain place where you come around a a bend in the road and they're, they're hidden by the trees and whatnot, and you kind of come around this 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 curve and that they just pop out and it's like. If they're so big and they're tiny compared to the Himalayas, right? Mm. I mean, the, the, the Grand Teton is, is uh, what is it? Uh, it's like 13,000 feet, right? I mean, say, uh, what, what is it? Uh, uh, Everest is 28,000. Yeah, yeah. So, so, um, so uh, anyway, they're, they're tiny in comparison, but they look so, if you've never seen it, they look so big that it looks fake. It doesn't look real. It doesn't, it doesn't look real, right? So, mm -hmm. so for, for me, from the natural world, definitely Grand Tetons. I, I, I know that that will change. Okay. And you sound both sound, you know, hikers or you, you like your walk. So, what's been your best or your favorite hike that you've done? Do you think that that is tough? I'd say uh, probably the approach um, to Mount Rainier is a very good hike. It can, it's a little difficult, um, but it's just you know you start at the base camp and and it's just this beautiful like meadows and flowers and um, uh, you know it's it's rocky and and you know. And, you know, heavily vegetated, you know, and everything. And, and as you start to walk up, you start to see it disappear. And, you know, you, you gain altitude. And then all of a sudden, you know, you're in snow. Mm -hmm. And uh, very quickly, it, it goes, just a change happens very quickly. And uh, that was a really good, uh, I really enjoyed that going up to, to uh, Camp Muir um, and, uh, you know, digging in our tents and everything there for the assault on the, on the summit. And it was just, just a beautiful, challenging, good hike, you know, it wasn't too bad, you know, uh, and it just felt, uh, you're like, man, I did something, you know, mm. uh, mine's a little more pedestrian. Um, there's a, a trail in Northern Alabama called the Pinote trail. 
And uh, a couple of years ago, Stephen and myself and another guy that we're friendly with, uh, Eric, and then another friend of ours, uh, Curtis, who Curtis has been on our show a few times. He's kind of a staple of, of the project. He's, he's, a, he's an original an OG member of the project, OG, OG. but um, he, uh, we call him gypsy camp because he's got all kinds of shit hanging off of his uh, pack. And I'm oh a minimalist. <laughs> I'm a, I, I take nothing. And, and Curtis is like the total opposite. But anyway, the reason it was my favorite hike was because it was just all four of us. We were having a great time and um, just chilling out, just being guys. And I remember Eric had just gotten on this kick of buying like everything he could possibly buy that was made out of Dyneema. It's like a crazy lightweight. Oh, that's uh, right. Stuff. Yeah. So, so he, I mean, thousands of dollars he spent on this shit. So I remember it's super light. It's it's very very light. But but so he bought like a chair and he's got the fucking tent and the the the, the, the bag everything. So on the way up there, I rode up with Stephen. I said, "Hey, stop by the post office." So we stopped by the post office and he goes, "What do you need?" I said, "I, I got to go in and get something." So I go to the post office and I get what I get and we go back in the truck and we drive and, up. And and hold, so, now, now to preface this, we were all getting. Uh, Eric and I had had chairs, you know, yeah. and we were like, everybody we, had a chair. I didn't have a chair. Oh, yeah, we were stunting the chairs. But anyway, so so we continue our hike. We get to the trailhead. We're hiking, and we don't go far. I mean, that's why I said it was pretty pedestrian. I think we only did like ten or twelve miles. It wasn't a long hike at all. So we get to the campsite, and everybody's setting up, and everybody's got their chairs out and all this kind of shit. And so I open up my bag and I take out the the Tyvek mailer envelope you know it's made out of that shit that they wrap houses in you know and i take my pocket knife out and i cut it into a big square and i open it up and i set it down next to a tree and i sat down on it and that was my chair <laughs> and of course we proceed to roast his ass okay? yeah. and he's just like nope totally comfortable and yeah totally totally being like lebowski like Nope, I'm sitting here and I'm enjoying my coffee. Yep, I am enjoying. Well, we were drinking beer. We we're drinking our ice. Oh, yeah, what, yeah what, you know, totally we always drink. Yeah, we always bring bring alcohol on our trips. So yeah. Oh, that was the. the I'm sorry. I know we're going long, but just some of these stories are so ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Carry on, carry on. So so many years ago, when Stephen and I had first kind of started hanging out together, um, there's a place in Southwest Georgia called um, they call it the Little Grand Canyon. We drove down there, and he met me there. Well, he had to he had to leave. So halfway there, we took separate cars. Halfway there. He had to drive, some emergency happened at his work and he had to drive back and deal with it. I didn't think I was going to see him again, but he did come back. So there's a trail that goes in a couple of miles maybe. And then there's a Providence Canyon indeed. So you, you hike in for like a mile and then you come to a T intersection. You can go left or right. And then there's like five campsites. I think the loop is like 10 miles or something. Um, so I went to the right and it's first come first serve for the, for the campsites. Mm -hmm. So I went to the right and just stopped at the first campsite. So I walked maybe a total of three and a half, four miles. So I, I texted him because I couldn't get out on the cell signal. It was weak. So I texted him. I said, when you come in at the T intersection, go to the right. Responds, okay, no problem. <laughs> so like that was like at four in the afternoon. At like 1130 at night, I'm getting worried about him. But like at 1130 at night, he comes coming in from the opposite fucking direction. <laughs> and he is carrying... What did he have? He had like a whole fucking handle of Jim Beam, and <laughs> like all this liquor and shit. <laughs> and he walked like so far out of his out of his way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess I took the wrong turn. Yeah, you went I left. Yeah. I just missed it. But I started walking. And I said, "Well, I've obviously gone the wrong way." But it's let's a circle. just keep going. Yeah, I was like, I think I had a feeling. I'm like, let's just keep walking. And uh, I'm generally pretty good, you know, at, at getting lost and getting unlost. And, and that was a uh, miserable, miserable trip. It was July in the American South. It was hot. And it rained. It rained. Like, it rained. 
So we were going to stay for three days. We ran out of water. There is, if anybody goes to Providence Canyon, there is no water there. Uh, yeah, so, okay. so you yeah. have to pack it all in. And we were making like rain catchment systems and shit to get the water because <laughs> we were swe- we were sweating so much that yeah, we were yeah, drinking all of our water. Yeah. So, and, and I had my dog with me. I had this giant fucking German Shepherd at the time, and uh, and and I had a one man tent. And since it was raining out, I let the fucking dog sleep in the tent with me. So it's me <laughs> and this wet fucking dog. <laughs> To make a long story short, we woke up the next day and we DD'd. We got the fuck out of here. We went home. <laughs> nah, this is too much fun. Let's fucking get it. Yeah. The, the best memories you'll hate making. Yeah. yeah, I love stories like that. That's great. Okay. I've uh, got a few more questions and then we'll wrap up. If you could live in another country that's not your own, where would you live? Argentina. Uh, probably New Zealand. And that's, that's just based on the, the little bit that I know about it. Oh, I used to live there for a year. I'd highly recommend uh, it. Uh, South Island bit more sparse so i don't know if you know but it's got about four and a half million people and three quarters living in north island so if you want less people and more nature go south island okay it's way more remote and it's got the uh the fjord lands southwest so they're a bit like norway and it's got like unbelievable views with the sounds and like huge waterways and, and canyons and stuff like that so cool yeah it's a cool country and us has got a lot of people right it's just no it's just no one in new zealand there's just no one there like you barely yeah. see anyone like compared to where, where you guys are from so it's pretty cool Sounds like okay. more reason to go. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. this question is going to suit the name of your podcast and also what you guys do. If you could tell me your favorite three beers or let's say alcoholic drinks, what would they be? Okay, so Lafroig 10, number one, uh, Narragansett beer, which is not like, you know, a really good beer, but it it's reminiscent of Jaws, one of my favorite movies of all time. And of course, Captain Quint, one of the most OG badass dudes. Uh, I remember when I was a kid, you know, when he crushes the can, you know, when he drinks it, uh, and ever since then, like I would crush my, my, my Coke, you know, or whatever. Cause I was trying to be like Captain Quint, you know, like, <laughs> hell yeah. Boy. And, uh, to this day, I still do it. Uh, actor Robert Shaw. Yeah. He is so, that man, that's just so awesome. Great movie. Um, and as far as my other alcoholic drink, it would be, um, probably a, 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 a frog's leap on a would be wine. Yeah. So. So I, I go I go all across the board. Okay, me. Top of the list is is Scotch whiskey. Which one? Mm, that that's really tough. I don't I don't know that I could name just one. Okay. Um, but for classes of alcohol, Scotch whiskey would would be at the top of the list, followed by um, good gin. I like gin because putting vodka in a martini glass does not make it one. And then beer. I'm a stout man. I like stouts. Okay. So again, it's very difficult for to to nail down like oh I, my favorite beer. Yeah, is- yeah. Yeah, yada yada, but yeah, in that order, uh, Scotch whiskey, gin, and and then uh, stout. I'd like to change. I'd like to change my wine to screaming eagle, screaming eagle cabernet, and then I would also like to add another one. Um, my Scotch would be it's it's a Taiwanese Scotch, and it's Cavallan Ben Solo Barrique. If you can get it, it will change your freaking life. Uh, <laughs> What's the name again? Sorry, uh, same name. Uh, uh, Kavalin Ben Solho Barik. I'm going to tell you a story of how I first got it. Yeah, so, making this up. No, this no, this story's phenomenal. So, okay. uh, <laughs> so my neighbor, they're all uh, phenomenal. Dude. Yeah. Ten o'clock at night, it's like you know, Georgia summertime, whatever. And I, there's a knock on my door, and I, you know, I, I go see him. I, I look out the the window of my door, and it's my neighbor, and it's Tidy Whitey's, and he's like out front, you know, and I'm like, what? So I opened the door. I'm like, Armand, what's going on? Are you okay? He goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. No problem. Um, I was like, dude, you need to come in. Do you want a robe or what's going on? He's like, no, no. 
he's like, so I let the cat out or no, he goes, so I was taking the garbage out and I, you know, closed the door because I didn't want to let the cat out. And he goes, I figured it's at night. I could just do it my underwear. No one would see. I could just run in and run out. He goes, when I was trying to get back in the house, the handle pulled off the door. And he goes, I can't get back in the house. And I'm like, are you shitting me? I was like, do you want clothes? He goes, no, I'll just go. I'll meet you over there. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I went over there to the screwdriver and, you know, we popped open the door. You know, you can turn the handle. Easy peasy. So, you know, we go in there and he's like, dude, thanks for doing that. I really appreciate that. So we go in the kitchen. He goes, hey, as, as thanks, I'm going to pour you a, a glass of the scotch. I'm like, right on. And it was Caval and Ben Solo Barique. And it's very, very difficult to get. And he's a, you know, scotch of the month club kind of guy. Uh, he's like mm-hmm. a bourbon. He's a, he's a nerd aficionado of all this stuff. So he, we poured, and I remember I, as I drank it, you know, we made a toast and I drank it. I remember it was like, okay, I was like, okay, that's it. I'm pouring all the rest of the shit I have down the drain. I don't know what this is, but this is unbelievable. And, uh, you know, I, for the first couple of sips, I just, you know, you're looking at it like it's the first time you've ever seen, uh, you know, whiskey before. Just like, what is this, son? And of course, he goes on the whole you know, this is, you know, the whole history and this insane long, uh, you know, PhD dissertation on Caval and whiskey. And it's totally awesome. So we, we drank a little bit more and it's his wife worked like, you know, second shift, whatever evenings. So we had a, maybe a, another, another glass each. And then finally um, I was like, yo, I probably need to get back to the house. And he was like, yeah, I said, if your wife comes home right now and sees both of us about half lit in the kitchen and you in your underwear, this probably is, it's going to be hard for you to explain. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're probably right. So, Game over. <laughs> so I was like, yeah. So what I hear is that you enjoy drinking high-class Taiwanese scotch with men in their underwear. Yeah. Roger that. Every time. I won't turn it down. <laughs> That's That's awesome. that, that is a great way to end the podcast, I think. I'm going to leave it with that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, guys, thanks for uh, coming on. I really appreciate you making time for this episode and also providing some great content really appreciate it hey we had a, we had a great time yeah thanks um, for having us absolutely really had fun thank you for listening to my winging it travel podcast episode today you can find me on instagram at james hammond travel or winging it travel podcast you can search for both i release weekly clips of this podcast episode as well as photos from the last eight to ten years of my travels you can also follow me on TikTok, Facebook and Pinterest by searching Winging It Travel Podcast. I do release daily content to do with travel and the podcast throughout the week. Also check out my website, jameshammond.org. There's content about myself, my travels, and there's also a newsletter sign up as well as a contact form. Finally, please rate and review the podcast on Podchaser. This is my platform of choice. Alternatively, you can rate this on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts from. This really helps the podcast gain a bit of traction for the future in terms of guests and content. And I'm glad to see that you guys are listening out there, reviewing it and enjoying the content so far. Stay safe, stay humble, keep listening, keep traveling, and I'll catch you soon. Cheers, James.